0: They say money can't buy happiness, but you can sure as shit rent it. Go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and take some home today. This week on the Banff Cast: blink once and you're dead. Blink twice and you're buried. One stop, we're in.
1: Alright, welcome to the Banf Gas. Hey Banf guess. Episode four hundred and fifty
0: five. Nice. Yep. Is it? Uh, sure. Yeah. It's, it's alright. It's pretty good. Yeah. Any Black Exploitation History Month episode is nice. <laughs> it sure. I'll is. accept that. It's true. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and
1: every episode of the BayFcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie, come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. You got 1 to 5 jocks and robot Robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot Yeah, robot. Um However, there are bad bad movies in stay away. They get a negative sliding scale 1 to 5 bags and giant bags of trash. Boom. 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 Boom.
0: Junk, garbage. Yuck. Sack it up, haul it out. Ooh.
2: Landfill.
0: Farewell.
1: Mm-hmm. So as. Yunk. As BJ uh, alluded to, we are deep in the middle of Exploitation History Month, the 8th annual. Yes. Um, the best month of the year. It is. And uh, this brings us, uh, very rarely get sequels to these, so it's exciting when we do. Uh, this is 1972's Comeback Charleston Blue, a sequel to Cotton Comes to Harlem. Yes.
2: Yeah. Still, w- even with this being a sequel, one of the earliest exploitation movies that we have on the docket. I mean, mm-hmm. generally that genre started a little later. But Cotton Comes to Harlem was 1970.
1: Mm-hmm. So. so, we gotta. I'm gonna read. There's a longer plot synopsis, but I'm just gonna read one line because it's all you really need to know. Okay. Another bad influence is hitting Harlem, and Gravedigger and Coffin Ed are the two cops who will stop it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yes. So, yeah, they're back, mm-hmm. and they've got another case.
0: And they're still being them. Yes. Yeah. Just smarby, and... sarcastic.
2: They are true to their characters. Yeah.
0: It, Man, it doesn't get be- much better than Coffinhead and Gravedigger. They're no. fucking awesome. Yes.
2: Uh-huh. I, I wish there had been more of these. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Is, it, is, the, is this the only other one? Yeah. Oh, it's sad. This I is don't. one of the few like movie pairings where I'm like, I could have totally gone for a TV show with these guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every week with them solving something. Yep. Yeah, and and really not and just being, them, being these two characters. There's not
1: much in these movies that couldn't be a TV series. Like, I mean... I mean, this you movie's know, PG, right? I mean, I mean, they don't get extremely violent. They don't swear a lot. You know, they drop some inappropriate racial. They don't per se. They do occasionally, but it's like it's
0: you know time period things. They There's, drop the soft in. Yeah, I mean, Coffinhead and Gravedigger do occasionally. Yeah, but it's like, but it's not it's not wall to wall like yeah. some some
1: movies. But mm, I'm right. saying like this could easily be adapted into a TV show. Uh, yeah. Do we want to talk about behind the scenes besides them? I mean, they're they're back again, but they've been in other things. We have some. They have um, alumnus that we usually talk about at this yeah. point.
3: Yeah, we, They don't have a. Aussie Davis did not return to direct it. No, this one. Um, who was it this time? It
0: <laughs> Mark somebody. Uh, Mark Warren. Yeah, I think.
3: Yeah. yeah. So yep. it, this one feels more like a TV movie. I'll say that. It, like it has more of a TV feel in a lot of sections. I think that compared was because... to how the first one was
2: well, the first one was on blu-ray this is a vhs rip uh, i think that contributes a lot to it okay so
3: that is true but yes uh godfrey cambridge returns from mm-hmm. cotton comes to harlem and friday foster <laughs> right uh raymond raymond saint jacques 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 Jacques-ay.
2: Jacques-ay.
1: Jacques-ay. jacques jacques. Jacques. About, raymond saint jacques
2: five jacques <laughs> raymond saint jacques, <laughs> <laughs> jacques. oh there, there we Jack
1: go. Go. see that's yeah. what yeah. that's what we she's in along uh, from yeah. two, episode 227 right
3: Raymond Saint Five Jocks uh, from Cotton Comes to Harlem and Cool Breeze, and yep. then uh, Leonard Cimino from Cotton Comes to Harlem, Amityville Two, a Bampcast Section movie, and way early Hudson Hawk. Yeah, he plays a mob boss that shows up. For yeah, two oh scenes. yeah, that guy.
2: When you mm-hmm. see that guy, you're like, oh yeah, you're oh, yeah, that, that, that guy, guy in every mm-hmm. movie who's either like a Monsignor or a yeah. bad guy. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, plus there was the one dude you pointed out that was the. Um, the Pooh House guy. Yes. Um, from, there, there's a guy what who... What the fuck was that movie? Uh, from
2: uh, Black Eye. Black Eye, yeah. Yeah. The guy from, from the Pooh House. The Pooh House. <laughs> yeah, he's a guy who's oh, guarding poo. a graveyard for some reason. <laughs> uh, okay.
0: <laughs> I just figured out what you meant by Pooh House, and yeah. No, <laughs> well, we had
2: the whole Pooh House Yeah, we discussion. had a whole thing. We had a whole thing.
0: But for some reason, I was just thinking... Like, how, many, how many other Pooh Houses I, are I, yours? I know, Teddy, I know. Teddy, Teddy Wilson is his actual okay.
3: name. Okay, just didn't, not... Guy from click. the poo
1: house. Guy from the poo house. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. What happens in this movie? A lot. A lot happens in this movie. A,
2: a lot, and also not much. It's it's one of those that, it, the the thing about these two cops, and I I feel like maybe they were more on the case in the first one than this one, but like in this one, it just seems like events are happening, and they're just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Like whenever something's
1: happening, they just walk into frame and like, all right, what the hell. I mean, and then, they're doing detective work. I mean, they they make they do a whole scene because the, the starts the the whole movie starts at a fancy ball. Yes, um, because they're I don't even know what the actual occasion is. I think it's they are crowning I
2: mean, the princess of Harlem. Well, there's that, and then, <laughs> but we
1: also have a new police chief that's taking over their precinct. Yeah, um, and yeah, so I don't know what the actual event is. If it's for him, if it's for her, if it's just. A celebration for whatever reason, but it's he's kind of announcing, like, hey, I'm here, I'm your new police captain. Mm-hmm. Um, here's this lady he who's like, I they gave her some title, like some yeah, weird, whatever French, like, yeah, whatever Debutton her actual title was, bullshit of, yeah, thing no of, idea. of Harlem. Yep, and it was like, Aubon Pond, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> sure, I don't know, <laughs> of Harlem, yeah. yes, but yeah, she walks out, and then you know, there's a, there's a dude taking pictures, and this. At first, it seems like, oh, this is, oh, that's kind of funny, and it's not going to be very important, but it's very important. Yep. Um, this dude is taking pictures, and he basically, like, sort of like a wedding, the police ch- captain and her are going to have, like, the first dance mm-hmm. and open this up or whatever, and the photographer guy just, <laughs> like, hands the captain his camera and is like, here, hold this, excuse me, and just starts dancing with her, and, like, they're immediately in love, you know, yeah. they're just gooey-eyed for each other. Yep. Um. But
2: our our heroes are working the room, basically, because there's just
1: crime happening all over the place. It's weird. Like, there is this, like, 70-year-old white waiter dude who's, like, trying to swipe purses, and they just walk over like, "Uh uh-uh. Yeah. And and this is, like, one of the first reactions we get from uh, Coffin' Ed, who's, like, he basically, like, takes the purse away, because he was, like, trying to smuggle it under his tray, Mm -hmm. and he takes it away, and the lady whose purse it was turns around and sees him and, like, snatches the purse away, and it's like, Mm -hmm. "Ah," and he's just like... Really, he gives like, us look like the like, oh, fuck. Like, Come I just, on, like, lady! I <laughs> just saved your purse. God <laughs> damn! Yeah, but
2: they shake down this guy pretending to be an African prince, uh, and they just escort him out into the hallway. Hallway, turn him upside down. Literally shake all of the things he has mm-hmm. stolen out of his costume, and then launch him out the door into oh, a pile of it's, trash.
1: It's like a Jeffrey from Fresh Prince times ten exit, because they <laughs> they just huck him out the door into a pile of trash. Yep, and we never see him again. No, he died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that man died. Yeah, they they broke his
3: neck.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, I always say Jeffrey, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Mm. The butler called him Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yes. Yeah, who was also Jeffrey. Right, it's confusing.
2: There, there's other things going on at the same time. Like there's there's a really good sight gag of two people coming up the stairs from a from a subway, and it turns out one's a very tall guy and one's a very short guy. But they were walking in time to where they looked like they were the same height until the one dude stopped walking and the other two kept walking. Yeah, <laughs> until mm-hmm. he realized oh, he is seven
0: foot tall. <laughs> that was a fantastic shot. It's I really good. appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: there's also a nun, um, kind of circling around because there's mm-hmm. a whole weird thing where like. There's like a vehicle handoff or some shit
0: and The Nun <laughs> The Nun was driving a motorcycle with right. a sidecar. Yep. Okay. And pulls up and gets okay. off of this off of the motorcycle and goes somewhere. And then tall guy and short guy hop Take, into yeah. the motorcycle and sidecar. It's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good visual. So
1: I, those guys end up like breaking into the party via like the air ducts mm-hmm. or the, the the tiny one does. Um, and yeah. then there's this a, is
3: some very early bond mm-hmm.
2: type stuff. It's like, a heist, like, but it's like we have to show you every second of the heisting. And it's mm-hmm. like,
1: do we? Yeah. <laughs> but they end up, they, they murder a dude in the kitchen. And the only thing they have to go on is like they stole some turkeys that were thawing. Yeah. And it's like, huh. And you murdered a guy for that. You're like straight up stabbed him mm-hmm. and like attached him to a meat hook in the. Walking uh, fridge or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and so they're like, "Well, this is weird." And they then they find a razor blade. That's yes. basically what sets it off. They're like, "Well, this is we they left a you know, murder weapon." So and it's like an engraved, fancy ass like straight razor, mm-hmm. um, blued steel. So yeah, razor. Th- this is this is what begins their investigation because they go to see. I don't. Do they ever give her a name? They just keep calling her queen. Her Majesty. Okay. Okay. That's how she's built. Her, okay, majesty. her Majesty. Okay. <laughs> well, they go to see this lady, and she's like almost acting like a fortune teller, but it turns out she's running numbers. Mm-hmm. Cause like they're, they're doing this weird thing where like, he's talking about his dreams. And I think it's like the number of syllables he's saying are the numbers.
2: Know. She's just interpreting his dream into
1: numbers. And then it's,
2: here's it a always, dollar. It,
1: it always ends up being five, one, five, five. five. Yeah. yeah. And I think he, I think it's syllables. Cause I think he's messing with her. Oh. Like, cause he's like intentionally saying something that's the number of syllables. And cause he plays the same number every day. Coffin, uh, her grape digger does mm-hmm. every time. Um, and then she's like, oh, do you know anything about this? And they present the razor. And she's like, oh, I haven't seen this in a long time. This is, this is Charleston, one of Charleston Blues razors. And she tells the whole story about he went down to Charleston and got these special razors made. And they're engraved. And they're blued steel. And mm-hmm. that's how he got the nickname. Yeah. And I've, I've kept them all in this box yeah, here. Yeah. You know, you have this one that, you know, he, he shaved with one and the other ones he took care of business with. Well, she is. She's expecting his return. Mm-hmm. Like this, so he's been gone forty years. Yeah, Charleston Blue was like a thirties gangster. Yeah, he's been dead for forty years. Yeah. Like everyone mm-hmm. knows he's dead except for this lady. Is like no, nope, well, he's coming well, she, back. She
0: knows he's dead, right? Because he has a, they have a mausoleum yeah. and a coffin for him <laughs> right. and a place for her. Yeah, so she knows. But she's for also sure. expecting
2: him to come back. She's Correct. just waiting for him to return. Yeah. Like he took on Dutch Schultz and that went badly. Apparently, so that was the end of Dutch Charleston Blue. Yeah, but he gave her these straight razors to you know it's like okay you keep these for when I return and I'll I'll use them. And they're like, Can we see these straight razors? And he's like and she's like, Yeah, sure. Here's the fancy case they're in and she opens it up and they're all gone. And they just look at each other like, Oh, mm-hmm, here we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. And then That's when they go and try was, to exhume the body.
1: Yeah, I mean there there's a long series of events and and you were saying like a lot is happening but then a lot isn't happening because mm-hmm. it it it's one of those where it seems like just random ass hijinks are happening. And then we kind of later find out what it actually was happening. Yeah. Um, Cause there's just a series of wacky explosions, like just all kinds of crazy shit. Like somebody will be driving down the road and they will go and come out of a delivery van, throw him in the back of a, of a garbage truck and crush him. Then another dude is like driving a, a, a horse and buggy around and has a random like football thrown on him. And that explodes. So like, for the longest time, we're just like, "What the hell is going on?" Like, but why are these like random ass seeming killings happening? And it turns out like it's somebody like hitting all the drug uh, importing into Harlem, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a
2: there's a long sequence of it's dawn in Harlem, and it's raining slash snowing, and everyone's opening their businesses, mm-hmm. and everything's kind of terrible. Um, there's the the poultry processing. Uh, the, the live poultry murder house basically where they just they have a bunch of chickens they kill them um i think
1: that's a slaughterhouse yes okay
2: but that's not what it's, it's literally like live poultry death house is what the sign says outside i mean okay. it's, it's, mm. it's not as fancy as a slaughterhouse um but that's where we find out that the the reason that they stole the turkeys at the beginning was because They're they're just shoving drugs into these. That's how they're moving.
1: the. They're
0: putting them in like Gerber baby food, putting the drugs in like Gerber baby food jars and then cramming them up the turkey asses.
1: I don't think it wasn't. Well, they were putting them in little packets, stapling the first and then putting them in baby jars. But yeah, Yeah. it was like it's a it's a bizarre operation. Mm -hmm. But Yeah. Slowly but surely. It's like we learned that they're just they're systematically targeting all of these drug processing places, specifically ones like owned by the mafia and this other guy. Right.
0: um, Mm -hmm. Casper. Casper. yeah. Yeah. Um there are a couple things that I, like a couple silly things that I wanted to point out like um about these sequences. The first one was when they threw the football at the guy who was so the football explosion there was a guy that was that's the horse and buggy dude a yeah. horse and buggy dude like mm-hmm. a horse drawn cart mm-hmm. and this guy explodes mm-hmm. with a live horse in the frame, yeah, and the horse does fucking nothing. And the cart is on fire. Yeah. And- oh,
1: yeah. I didn't. I didn't mean to. Like, we were just going to skip over. Like, that's we're done with these scenes. I mean, because they're all crazy in and of their own right. I was just saying. I was just getting out of the way that like there is what is seemingly random violence happening, and it takes us like half an hour, forty five minutes before we realize what the purpose is because it just seemed like mm-hmm. why is this random nun dude? Because we figured out it's it's a dude in, in the nun costume, and it he's is. just like yeah, costumes so galore.
3: It's, so it's our second movie this month with a. This A cross-dressing
2: henchman. Cross-dressing henchman, yes, but the third with a the
3: third almost with gay a...
2: subplot going on that no one says anything about. Right. right. Mm. Um, I swear to God, I didn't plan this at all. It's really Are weird. Yeah. Sure? I, it's. I mean, hey, you know, again, this is the third time where there's a character that no one really is like. I. It's just strange. Yeah.
0: Um, it's very bizarre. Like, it's not bizarre to have you know, like. Person of ambiguous sexuality and/or gender, uh, in general. Just, but in this era, and especially like it's a touchy thing in the black community. um, But no one calls it out. No one says anything about it. Yeah, everybody's just like, okay, you're just you're weird because you're a like murdering maniac. Well, and you're not weird because of anything else.
2: Because most of the time, you're just casually wearing a nun's outfit, and there's never any reason for it. Well, it
0: it became it (laughs) became a habit. God damn it! <laughs> what once were habits now are vices. Uh, anyway, thank but, you, the
1: dude. Anyway. anyway, going back, so like the the turkey explosion thing, because like they they attack the turkey place too. The, they she
2: runs in and throws the the cup that was was for like coins Mm -hmm. at the dudes packing the turkeys and that thing fucking explodes and drugs are everywhere
1: and everyone dies of drugs. So so that one's crazy. (laughs) Then like like I said the the, it's it. as far as the scenes go, it's, it's they really just like Keystone cops up on this dude, yank, yoink him out of a delivery truck, and then give him a horrible death by throwing him in the trash convector of the back of a city yeah. trash truck. Mm-hmm. He was just a driver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> guy didn't do he didn't, anything. He didn't deserve that fate. So, no. I mean, it's horrific when you think about it, but it's like, it's just like, it's played like, sort of sped up like, you know, like, we're, mm. we're murdering this guy. Yeah. But the horse drawn carriage one probably is worth definite note because as you said giant explosion guy goes flying off the the horse does not give a fuck nope and then to top it off our our i'm, I'm hesitant to call him a crossdresser because i feel like he's just doing it for anonymity the, like, the credit is for that character is drag queen okay all right then I <laughs> that is the character i I, name. <laughs> I guess like it's just like yeah. when he wasn't but trying we, to hide, he was just wearing normal clothes. Yeah. It,
3: but in this one, he's wearing a Santa outfit. He is wearing yes. a Santa outfit. And he
1: Tarzans into the scene. <laughs> and does a, a good-ass old-school, like, Western, like, onto the horse. Yep. And then, like, yeah, uh, it rides away. Now, I mean, I know it's not him. It's a stunt guy. But still, it's just, so, like, a full-on, like, Tarzan uh, yell from, like, the top of a building. Santa. <laughs> dressed as Santa. onto a horse. Impress the uh, stunt. With the cart it's like still burning. Still yeah. on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the dude, <laughs> like, on the, on the road. Yeah. Like, his back's burning yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, this horse like a wild west stunt show.
2: This is the most chill horse that's I, ever existed. Well,
1: before the explosion <laughs> happened, I was like, "Oh, that horse is like 2 gallops away from a glue factory." That did that see, was, that the was like the oldest goddamn horse I've ever seen. Was pulling to the right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was pulling right into the grave. Um
3: <laughs> that horse was smelling burnt toast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well,
1: Well, definitely was afterward. Oh. But man. yeah, so whatever. Those the, those are those random things. Yeah. The main plot is like all they have to go on is this knife. Now they, they you know, the lady's like, oh, Charleston Blue's back and, mm-hmm. the, and the razors are gone. So there's a there's a fun scene where they go back to the captain and just kind of giving him shit, basically, because he's like, we're doing this by the book. We're, you're not going to be the old coffin and grave digger that you used to be like, we're this is a whole new Harlem. I'm in charge now. And they're like, oh, OK, so, you know, who should we? What would, what would you do chief and he's like well you know like just follow your leads he's like okay so we have this razor and some missing turkeys and then he's like should we enter you know go and interrogate this guy and he's like no leave him alone he's a pillar of the community and what about this guy oh wait he's dead and they're like well i guess we'll go interview the turkeys then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's just like get
0: out of here go mm-hmm. do your thing which i think I, he's like should we go I, the chief or sergeant whatever uh tells him to like uh make a, an interview list Mm -hmm. and go interview all these people. And he's like, should we interview the head of the mafia? Is that who (laughs) should we, we should go talk to. It's 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 a really good scene of them just, like, browbeating the shit out of this guy. Yeah, because he... I mean, Who had that, just said,
3: you're not going to browbeat me like the other white captains <laughs> right. you've had in the past.
2: Yeah, and immediately they're like, well, you've got two years to your cushy retirement, and you didn't want to be here anyway, so you wouldn't want us to wreck that for you, would? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> and from there, it's just like, we control the situation. Uh, they've gone to... Yeah, they went to the mausoleum, uh, and that's where the poo house guy is, mm-hmm. and, and he's trying to prevent her majesty from getting in there and they just show up and they're like okay let's crack this thing open and 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 check out charleston blue and he's not in there Mm -hmm. and they're like there is a razor
1: in the mausoleum so they're like oh here's another one yes
2: they don't make a point to like tally them up or anything no they're not when it gets to 12 like that's it he's done or anything like
1: that Mm -hmm. but uh somewhere along the way they go see casper um Mm -hmm. you know they obviously met him at the the fancy dress thing. Oh, because by the way, the uh, the beauty queen of Harlem is like his niece. Yeah. Um, yes. He describes her as my sister's daughter. and It's like that. You mean your niece? You can like, shorten that like, and just say niece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have words for these things. Yeah, right. But uh, she
3: also hates grave digger.
1: Oh yeah. Well, she and also kind of hates coffin. her uncle too. Like it, it's not revealed right away. Like the first scene, is just like. Oh, really? Who let them? And, you know, you said something yeah. like, I should be careful of who I keep company with. And you're gonna,
0: I'm going to sit at a table with these cops. Or, she doesn't say it that nice. But, you know, she's really mad about it. Yeah. Like, she should, takes she... <laughs> off her tiara and slams it down in the gravy. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. <laughs> Into the
1: mashed potatoes. <laughs> uh,
0: if <it's> gonna be <laughs> Shortly kind of after yeah, calling them Uncle Toms. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, so they. Uh, Uncle Tom. Know, <laughs> they, sure. they, go, they basically go back to see him. And, and he's just like, I, I don't know. You know. uh I want to say Cotton Blue, uh, Charleston Blue is not back. You know, like he's like he's been dead forty years. It's like, trust me, I know we were we were good yeah. friends, and they they bother him while he's getting a shave, mm-hmm. um, which they can't help but like. There's there's one person, I, I say person because I have no idea who they're who they are, what you know, which gender they are, because like as the first they go and interrupt like he's got a private room with, with a with a personal. Uh, barber i guess it would still be a person that shaves you right like you know yeah yeah uh, and like you know it's got like a leather lady.
2: recliner like for his barber chair yeah. it's got a
1: good setup yeah. yeah but like you know he's got his private room and he's just about to get a shave and they mess with that and um but as they're exiting the like the actual salon or barbershop or whatever it is there's just a row of people you know getting work done and there is one person that is like entire head is foam. Like, you know, like. like <laughs> it's like after the
2: uh, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man exploded onto the Ghostbusters. <laughs> He's right. like, his whole head is nothing but foam, and it's Get just him like... a shave all over. <laughs>
1: well, there's no face. I yeah. mean, yeah. It's, it's just a head of foam. But yeah, Digger walks by and, like, <laughs> scoops out a bit of the foam, and then it's just, like, fucking with it for the rest of the scene. And then eventually, just like, other person at the end, he just, like, wipes it on their head and then wipes the rest <laughs> on Casper's vest and yeah. leaves. Yep. And it's just, it's little touches like that 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 make these movies so goddamn fun because they're mm, just yeah. like they're gonna not choose scenery they're just gonna nibble on it like they just do little things to like they've got little bits of business yeah. in every scene and it's like yeah
2: all right you guys are like real like it makes them such real characters because they're not just standing waiting for someone to deliver a line of dialogue
1: yeah. mm-hmm. like what's my next line what's my yeah. like
2: yeah. and it's it's not shot in a way like like a tv show would be where it's just reaction shots and you know just mm-hmm. headshots back and forth they're always like there's maybe one scene where the two of them are not together. And yeah. that's kind of it. There's one scene that grave Yeah, where they
3: split up and interview two yeah. different leads at the same time. Yeah.
2: But other than that, they are always in the, in the scene together, always working whoever they're talking to, mm-hmm. yeah. making their sarcastic
0: remarks. Yeah, but <laughs> There's one other scene towards the end where they're actually yeah, split okay, up. Okay, okay. But, yeah. but in, in different disguises. Yeah. Oh,
1: right. Yeah. But they... um I think eventually they, they lead back to... What the hell? The guy's name's something like portrait or painting or painter painter
0: oh paint- joe painter
1: joe painter. Yeah, joe painter which he's a photographer
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> named painter but <laughs> <laughs> the irony isn't lost on yeah.
1: me <laughs> um but they eventually get around to him and like he's not being very coy about it he apparently there was a scene where the the goofy like you know dude from coach i never know his name the big tall like swedish dude yeah like th- th- that sergeant dude in in there is just like still around like oh goody gorsh and, and like yeah he was trying to round up the uh the black berets which is like this movie's version of like the black panthers it's like you know the supposedly militant you know you know black whatever party thing yeah and so like he yes. does this whole thing <laughs> where he's like arrested like a 12 year old who's like super articulate and like reading them basically like the rules of the Miranda rights and this, <laughs> and it, you know, like yeah. why, why you can't stop and frisk and all this shit. And it's just, no it's so, stuff. so they've established like, okay, there's this possible black beret thing. But when they go to see Joe painter, it's like, Oh yeah, he's the guy running this. Like, it's very clear. Like he's got this like studio slash rec center thing that he set up with like all these people. And it's like, yeah, it's clearly him. Like, I, I don't know what the big secret is. Like, you know, they've, Earlier, they were like, nobody knows who they are. Who runs this? And it's like, it's it's him. It's like,
2: yeah. So Joe photographer is, I mean, from like the get go, like at first in the first scene, you're like, ah, who's this guy? But then when he comes back, you're like, oh, okay, he's gonna be a prominent guy. But then he's like, you know, he's he's running this rec center and you know helping the kids and but he's just at, at no time was I ever not convinced he was the bad guy, right? Like, yeah. just at no time was I ever like, oh, I don't know if it's gonna be, turn out to be him or not. I was just like, oh, it's him, mm-hmm. that guy. It's going to be yeah. him.
1: Yeah, it's like no no mystery.
2: There. And because
3: he like takes this it, throughout the movie, he just takes this ramp up mm-hmm. of like he's kind of, he's kind of eh, whatever in the beginning, but then he just becomes more and more of an asshole. Yeah. Like as the movie progresses, it starts well, it like starts, every it's,
1: scene. He's worse than he was yeah. in the scene before. Like first scene is like it, it starts at confidence and ends at asshole. And it's like you're just watching this like diagram of the two. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, he's super calm. No, he's not. He's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, by, by the
3: to the point where, like, by the time he has his meeting with the mafia boss, I'm, like, rooting for the mafia boss instead of him because I'm like, God, this guy's such a fucking dick.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it, it it's it's weird. But, yeah, yeah. They, they that's the thing about this movie. is It's a lot of, like, little scenes where they go to talk to somebody, get a little bit of information, move on to the next one, and then they'll, like, go back to the person later. So mm-hmm. it's like, how did their story change, or why do they look more shady this time? You know, it's like... So that's what I'm saying. Like, trying to do a scene-by-scene scene recap would be kind of exhausting. because mm-hmm. It's just like, we're over here now. We're over here. We're talking to these people. Right. Um. But... I, I.
2: So we should point out that, at the very least, that when the Lurch guy tried to arrest the, the little kid for being a, a Black Beret or whatever, they are... He's got some powder in his satchel or whatever, mm-hmm. and Gravedigger goes to test it by lighting it on fire. And they're like, no, the drugs will ignite. And it's just smoke bombs yeah basically colored smoke bombs
1: yeah they're specifically it's the colors
2: of the movement that are on the flag on the back of his jacket right and that will come up later
1: Mm
2: -hmm. it's not just a bit of business in the in the first part Mm -hmm. of the movie it's actually they did a a decent job setting that That,
1: that's that's another thing about this movie is unlike some of the other ones we've watched like last week's every little incidental character generally comes back Mm -hmm. except for like the the Prince dude that they DJ Jazzy Jeff out the club <laughs> right, yeah no, like he's he, the only dude he died like, he, yeah well he did kind of land on his head in some garbage so yeah he was yeah, if him. he didn't break his neck then he was probably stabbed to death by all the hypodermic yeah. needles because apparently in, in 1972 or whatever this is like mm-hmm. heroin Jesus God like that was the thing yeah 100% heroin yeah
2: because there's a somewhat wacky heroin addict throughout the film and for yeah, the good. most part this dude is comical except late in the film when, when he shoots up and he gets his own little three-minute montage to just mm-hmm. wander the streets and be on heroin but they
1: it was accurate he didn't fall down <laughs> hero- look they, they yeah. look like they're going to fall down constantly and never do yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah but yeah um but yeah, he he does he does a whole thing. Like actually, it's like right after the they arrested the kid. Like he goes outside and he's like trying to steal a tire off the captain's car. Oh, oh, right, yeah. okay. So yeah.
2: <laughs> so he's he's stealing a tire off the back of the captain's car gets caught kind of whips around and the tire goes rolling down the street and crashes into two people who are standing at a street corner mm-hmm. a lady and a dude and the lady falls over just like oh my god help me and the dude's just like free tire and picks up the tire <laughs>
1: and just runs up. and she's I, like you son of a bitch I swear that dude was at the fancy dress party
2: he, he was yeah because yes, yeah, he, he, he had
1: a very weird like hairstyle he was there mustache. with her I yeah. believe
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. they ain't together no more no. No, he's done with <laughs> her now but yeah
3: the, basically,
1: basically the, the, the junkie dude was like wanted to be a arrested because a he couldn't find any heroin on the street it was all gone mm-hmm. and b he was like i have a hundred dollar a day habit i can't steal that much shit <laughs> he's like so they're like you want us to arrest you so you can break your habit and he's like yeah arrest me i'm still he's like and for whatever reason they will not arrest him yeah, but, yeah. they're like get out of here yeah. but this also
2: starts the whole like myth of charleston blues coming like right. there, there are several citizens who yeah. wander up to them throughout the the first part of the movie and are just like Charleston Blues yeah, to clean up the streets. There's
1: no drugs on the street. He's yeah. he's rounding up all the drugs and dumping them in the Harlem River. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the that's the myth that's going on. Yeah. Because
2: there was one guy who tried to buy drugs off a guy who was hitting uh, ten cans with a golf club, and that guy has a monkey.
1: Mm-hmm. He
2: has like we had a monkey, he had a monkey on his back. Yes. <laughs> he
1: did. <laughs> Both literally and figuratively. Yes.
2: And it's weird because like until you get a close up with that dude, you didn't know that he had a monkey. It just looked like he had a scarf bunched up on his shoulder. Yeah. But no, well, the, the f- monkey no, is
0: wearing monkey. an outfit that is very similar <laughs> it's to his outfit. Yes. It's and what's weird it's very is, confusing. is
1: the, it's the, the the junkie with a monkey is <laughs> like dressed more like a golf dude than the actual like
0: pimp right. who's hitting golf. <laughs> <laughs> he does yeah. look like a golf course pimp. Yeah. I mean, Tuck- I just <laughs>
3: love the turn of phrase junkie with, junkie monkey. with <laughs> a monkey. <laughs> but
0: yes. I, I would watch
1: that movie. <laughs> new from pen and jerry's <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh, like i said there's there's all these little, little like interesting incidental scenes unlike some of the other movies we watch where it's like well that was completely useless and just wasted three minutes of film time yeah um other than like you said, there is that weird shot where it's just like, "Hey, he bought, he finally got some heroin and he went in the bathroom and shot up." So it's like, okay,
2: yeah, I figured I figured that was going to lead to him like walking out into traffic or something, getting killed, and then someone would be like, "Oh no!" Well,
1: it will lead to I don't I don't I don't want to hop, hop to what it leads to, right? But because it, it's it does later
2: in the film, but like the character does drugs again, yeah. but it's like that whole extended sequence of him wandering was just like,
1: mm. yeah. But we we very quickly like after the first few bits of random mayhem, we learn okay, yeah, here's here's our drag queen bomb guy who's, like, actually at uh, Joe Painter's place. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, okay, here's our confirmation that we already knew yeah. that he's the bad guy. And then we kind of figure out, like, yeah, he's rounding up all the drugs mm-hmm. at first. And he's
3: been using... And Joe Painter has been using the niece right, as basically the inn to know when the shipments are coming yeah. for the
1: uncle. Yeah, because Casper is, like even though he's black and he's in harlem and he's kind of running the drugs he's getting the drugs and and operating with the mafia dude mm-hmm. yeah. so it's like there's this weird relationship where like he's basically a, working for the for mafia him, yeah cuz like there's there's a point like the, i think it's the first time or the second time they go see uh joe painter like he's doing a fashion shoot with like six models he's doing an austin powers yeah. fashion shoot yeah. <laughs> and and previously like when they were walking out of the barbershop we saw that he had like twin henchmen yeah um, Twinchman. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like two dudes, like super fancy, like dressed and like very unique uh, hair and beard styles. Yep. So it was like, it was very like, oh yeah, they're twins and they dressed and have this funky hairstyle too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then and like... funky hats. Yeah. And their their plan was like, we're going to murder Joe Painter by shooting him through the skylight. And one of them, I, I don't know if he got shot or if he was just like, I'm going to jump down this 25 feet from a skylight and I I'll think be he fine. Jumped.
2: I don't think he was falling. Yeah. Because he was still... I'm going to get this, but then they he got lit up. But yeah,
1: because yeah. good. Well, because, you know, Coffin and Gravedigger were there and basically like shot them dead. And then
2: Yes, uh, they have uh, quite the murder boner for anyone who comes at them in any way, shape, or oh, yeah. form. Yeah. Well, they what, will unload all you, of their have guns. Have heard their there. nicknames? I have. Yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't just well, get I love nicknames like that. They like both that. immediately go John Woo and they've got two guns oh, yep. sure, in <laughs> each hand, just <laughs> yeah. cutting yeah. loose.
2: Yep yeah so they murder those two mm-hmm. and that's when they go to the, the florist mm-hmm. and that's where we meet the Italian mobster mm-hmm. guy
1: and they're just they're there to like yeah because Casper's here like hey I'm sorry I failed and, he's like, and then like they walk in like you really thought that was a good idea because like it's it's a weird thing because they're police detectives but they're also like we're aware of the qu- crime we only care about certain crime though yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's
2: like we can't stop all of the crime right. but these certain things they even have a speech about that it's like mm-hmm. look this this and this is gonna happen no matter what it's when something goes outside of that that's when we have to do something about Mm -hmm. it truer words have never been spoken (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) and then shortly thereafter because he you know the, the mafia dude basically threatens Casper Casper's life it happens because like he's a little bit later he's back in his private you know barber room and his personal hot hottie barber is like i'm gonna leave for the day and then like i think it is it the little guy that comes in and murder yeah. him like is they it- don't actually show it but it's just like he's he's walking in and it's like oh yeah he's about to get murdered yeah
3: yeah and i believe that's the last time we see the little guy i think so no the
2: little guy pops up in the coffin yeah. during the shootout in yes
3: the, in the oh, cemetery. okay that's right that's yeah. right okay
1: also we didn't we didn't mention that the the the, the tall the the seven foot tall dude oh right yeah died like second scene Like, he just just got randomly gunned down. He died
3: while dunking a basketball. Yes. Which, really, I aspire to. (laughs) If I'm going to go out, I would prefer to go out while
0: dunking a basketball. As a man nearly six inches shorter than you, I would also like to go out dunking a basketball. I would like
1: to take it one step further, not to bring back, you know... Chuck, it is at Ames references, but I want to be doing a tomahawk dunk and then get hit with a tomahawk. <laughs> okay. A,
0: a double hawk. Yeah. 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 The old double hawk.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I, I, pref- I would take... I, I prefer the double pump while getting
0: the double barrel. Hmm. I would take any kind of dunk. Any dunk. If yeah. I was able to just dunk one time and then die by any means. I'm fine, yeah. no. Me, to, it would dare... be my knees exploding as I landed <laughs> <laughs> dare to dream man. i would yeah. I would want to dunk or die as soon as like the ball passed through the rim, yeah just if I could just explode, that would be great, mm-hmm.
2: So the air horn goes off. The yeah. Clock my, hits double my zero. Head oh. just goes.
4: <laughs> hey,
3: <laughs> just think. That happened to somebody when Thanos snapped his fingers. Somebody Man. was in mid dump. Yep. And they disintegrated. It's <laughs> just they that. They're like, fun. all
1: right. Or even better, when LeBron just goes.
0: It becomes ash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> yep. There it is. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> Luckiest uh, man! Well, man. Like, Holy
1: shit! This <laughs> NBA <laughs> special yeah, effects have gotten amazing.
3: Yeah. So we don't really know who killed that guy, do we? Uh,
1: it was the there was a I dead mafia. I believe it was dude? the mafia. Yeah, yeah. but okay. I mean, I think in the final scheme of things, it was actually the little guy who killed him because it turns out like it wasn't the mafia like murdering everybody anyway. It was uh, it was Pater's dudes, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's the little guy who killed his partner because when
2: the when the cops are there the next day, they push. uh Gurney over basically and there's a dead Italian dude on yeah. it. And you're and they're just like, Well, and he had his throat cut with one of the straight rangers on mm-hmm. it. So Yeah. So
1: maybe he maybe, I think maybe, that maybe guy the guy shot yeah. him. Maybe the mafia did do, murder did murder the guy that was dunking, but then little guy kill, killed him. I do like, like that they
3: happened. not only did they kill the guy mid dunk, but they took the time to put him back up there and yes. put him through the hoop yes. as mm-hmm. well.
1: Yeah. He was up there like Jesus. hmm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Man. That I I want to I um, want to understand the logistics of that, because that had to be fucking difficult.
3: Yeah, you would have had to get a ladder or a right? crane of some kind. Well,
0: especially if it's, l- especially
1: <laughs> if it's the little guy that's the only one left. He's like yeah. maybe five yeah. foot tall. Yeah. Like I, That was a lot to hoist. <laughs> <laughs> hoist?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're, there's a lot that goes unanswered. There,
0: there, yeah, there are some logistical problems. Yeah. But I'm anyway. sick of these plot holes in... <laughs> come home yes. charleston yeah. blue ding
3: <laughs> there was no crane present in the scene how would they get the body up there ding
0: oh uh, how would they get the body up there? <laughs> <Yeah>. ding, <laughs> <laughs> ding. <laughs> fucking <Sinister. laughs> almighty. Negative 600 ducks yeah. <laughs> uh. anyway but um, but um
1: yeah so casper gets murdered sort of off camera that's like kind of reference later because it's just like you know his niece is like yeah i heard he got murdered doing like riding shotgun for the mafia and he's like yeah i think that's what happened i don't know yeah because mm-hmm. at some point she's just like oh you're you're the guy collecting all drugs right because she just kind of like figures out painter's plan well he's gone him. from
3: being like a normal dude to fucking just pimping out right like, oh yeah he's he's
2: full pimp out he's like he's, wearing like a blue mink coat he's wearing charleston blues outfit yeah um and, and it's just basically walking around like
1: that everywhere. It's just like, uh, okay, it's you, yeah. <laughs> it's him. <laughs> but she she basically confronts him. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm doing this, and and she's like, but you're just going to destroy the drugs, right? And he's like, yeah, they're going in the river. And, okay, good. Because I always hated mm-hmm. my uncle for that. Mm-hmm. I
0: felt like that was way early in the movie it, that, it was. that they had that yeah. conversation, yeah. and then later at a at a meal, then she re confronts him like. Uh, those drugs aren't going in the river, you asshole. Well, yeah,
1: he hadn't fully gotten into pimp outfit yet. She confronted him after she caught the drag queen explosive guy in his store and was like, fuck's up with that dude. And, yeah. And then she was just like, you're, you're, you're doing this, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're collecting all the drugs. Mm
2: hmm. But he convinces her that yeah he's we're throwing he's, all the he's drugs doing in the Charles the river.
1: To Blue routine of like I'm going to clean up the streets
2: yeah. my own way mm-hmm. and so she's like she's okay. she's kind of okay with it because yeah. it's like okay well at least all the drugs are gone yeah
1: yeah until she doesn't like as we said later it's like she basically is like you're. You're dressed like a pimp now, so you're selling the drugs, aren't you? And, and he's like... He basically is like, bitch, and then like, grapefruits are to the face. Yeah. He's, like, got, he's, he's got, got two, two has grapefruit hap- halves yeah. and just palms one yeah. into yeah. her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just like, I'm the public enemy now. Yep. Bam. Grapefruit. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so... Yeah, you should um, be grapefruit for what you've got. At,
1: at some point, so what? <laughs> well, what precipitated um, Grave Digger and Coffin getting kicked off the force, or at least what happens? Well, down? lots of people what happens is, yeah, yeah, Shootout. He, yeah, the shootout. Yeah,
3: he has the meeting with the mafia, I believe.
2: Yeah, the sit down the table. Yeah. Dinner, where yes. he's just like, I'm, I'm taking over. Yeah, basically. and that's
3: what, like, and he's. The, and, and he keeps bringing out, like, collard greens and, right. and, all, and like, watermelon and just all these things. And the, Well, no, and that's
0: the, before the last shipment, because they're going to do... Right, because Casper and, and, the, and the Don are like, we got one last shipment so we can get things back on track. Yeah. And it's going to be a big one. And that's when they show, that's like, right. the Titanic in the background or right. whatever the fuck yeah, that boat and is. Yeah, that's
3: the one where... where uh, Coffin and Greg Gravedigger are actually working with Painter because mm-hmm. he's like, Yeah, yes. listen because they're like they're like, Yeah, Charleston Blue and us kinda we have the same goal here. Yeah. To stop the drugs. And that yeah, so they so they end up following the mafia guys who wow. Oh <laughs> man. Like they, they so, pick
2: up a body basically. Like the cops are there, they raid the scene and they're like, they check out the they open the coffin and they check out the body and they're like, Okay, I guess there's no drugs here go about your business. So they load the body up in a hearse and drive off. And for some
3: reason, this group of five Italian mafia guys decides to just put on blackface. Yeah. To drive around Harlem. I don't know if they think that it's going to like fool people or something or what happens, but
0: I don't know. It's really, it's really poorly done and it's also in poor taste.
3: Yeah. It's just, it's a very odd scene because they keep going back to them like with bug eyes like just acting weird in this car, like it's yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like okay, like we we get it, they're racist
2: assholes, but like what I think maybe like it was, what
3: purpose would it serve them to be doing that in the actual scene itself?
2: If there were any eyewitnesses to it, They'd
3: from say a distance, it was a bunch of dudes in blackface. <laughs> yeah. I mean, would, yeah, I mean, I think that, the, that
1: might work in the dumbest neighborhood somewhere, not in Harlem. But yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, if it was in
3: a white neighborhood, they go, oh, yeah. oh, oh, my yeah. goodness. I think the idea but,
0: yeah. is, A, they're idiots, so they're not very good at makeup. B, they're a little bit racist. C, <laughs> <A> little, <yeah. laughs> enough racist to be yeah. in blackface. Yeah. Uh, so however much that is. Um, and C, I think they are dumb enough to think that, like, if somebody sees us from a distance, they'll be like, oh, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. just a bunch of black folks. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about them.
3: So anyway, this leads to like kind of like a whole sequence of the of of Coffin and Gravedigger trying to follow and the painter being in a yellow Volkswagen. Yeah,
1: they established that earlier because like he has a like a freight elevator that just always has a like a brand new yellow Volkswagen in it. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't come out of the elevator. It just goes up and down with the elevator. Yeah, and right. so they saw this and are like, okay.
0: And yeah, it's it's like a you know It's a little bit of a shell game, because at one point, that painter in his Volkswagen drives straight while the hearse takes a left, and so uh, Coffin Ed and Gravedigger follow the hearse, and another... Volkswagen another identical yellow Volkswagen pulls in behind the hearse and they're like oh what the fuck's going on here yeah. and they just kind of follow the hearse really around do anything because like, they're yeah. just like we're on the hearse and we're st- sticking with that well, the
2: weird thing is, is that they lose the hearse the hearse ends up getting diverted to the cemetery it, it, the The two cops lose them basically but still end up there at the yeah. end so the the hearse ends up in the cemetery the, the dude from the poo house stops them like H- hang on funeral yeah. sit tight <clears throat> Um so they're doing like a military style funeral for something and there's a, a lady there freaking out and everything. But no, this was all a giant ruse because all the you know the military dudes have the doing the twenty-one gun salute. Nope, actual guns. Uh yeah. And the, the first mafia guy gets an arrow
3: to the neck. Yeah. Because there's an archer with a woman. bow and arrow. Yes. Yeah.
2: There's there's a there's a yeah, <laughs> there's an archer
3: lady fucking <laughs> black catness up there just <laughs> taking this dude out.
2: Yes. <laughs> And several times throughout the rest of the scene, you see her loading back up, just like, okay, here we go. Um, yeah. But little, yeah, this little starts dude, a, a huge gunfight. Yeah, because like the, the grieving lady is actually the nun cross-dressing guy, yeah. and he's freaking out. And then the little dude pops up out of the coffin. With a fucking machine gun. <laughs> and he's shooting. <laughs> so everyone's shooting at each other. And so they, they murder all the mafia dudes. They're all mm-hmm. dead. And Coffin and Gravedigger are hiding behind it. A- uh, yeah.
3: It's at that point they pan over behind one of the graves. Yeah. And we see Coffin and Gravedigger being like, wow. So
2: check out this shit. Uh,
0: <laughs> and-, and then all of them start shooting at yep. Coffin, Ed, and Gravedigger. Yes.
3: Yep. And then the dude from the Pooh House spots them and goes, hey, it's those cops. Yeah. And starts and shoots at them. They mm-hmm. immediately cap him in the chest. Yep. And this leads to another gunfight where they are just like basically they kill everyone except. Yeah for um for painter.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I and someone else is, is gets away as well with well, him.
2: The ladies get away, which is really strange because Gravedigger shoots basically a napalm gun at them. And lights them on <laughs> fire. <laughs> which yeah. like is a screen filling explosion. Yeah. Whatever he shot at them <laughs> fucking explodes in this graveyard. Yeah. And then you see the two of them on fire running off throughout the yeah. graveyard. Mm-hmm. So they <laughs>
3: They well, were I wouldn't sp- fucking stick around. They may have been scarred, but they were spared. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, But obviously it, they but
0: figure but out that Painter is stealing the drugs. Right. Yes. But yeah, but yeah. Then, it's, then it's like the, you're off the force. I mean, well, no, off.
3: this leads to them chasing the hearse. Oh, yes. Right. There's a hearse. Right. Getting right. Chase. in another hearse right. and chasing down that hearse. Right. And eventually, like, shooting its tires out. And it flips, bursts into flame, and they but, get there. But they had
2: gotten si- another hearse. They had gotten... They were still loading up obstacles to get yeah. them distracted, and at one point they're they're chasing the wrong hearse. There's a, yeah, there's, a there's another a dummy there's hearse, a, yet basically. Yeah, another switcheroo. Because when the coffin shoots out of the back of that after they wreck that car, that's where Casper.
3: Yeah, Casper's dead. That's where you see and Casper. Who's and and the driver, pet. they notice that the driver's not yeah, not painter, and they're right. like they switch the damn hearses
2: yes and then, so they, and then they see
3: that it's casper and then they both know off oh, we're fucked right
2: so yeah 20 people just died
3: yeah. yeah but then the next scene is my favorite scene in the movie absolutely
0: because it's the turn in your badge and your gun scene oh my <laughs> god this is like a lethal weapon or not lethal weapon like a naked gun or it kind of is, but it's or so hot it, shots or something. If you're it really is not so paying attention. It is so subtle. Yeah. The way they play it is. Yeah. It's not played amazing. L- like one of those. Like it's not yeah. shot like or acted like one of those. It's yeah. just something that would happen in that kind of situation. Because
1: yeah, they're not off the force. They're just like, you got it. You're not detectives anymore. And, you know, you don't have gun privileges. Yeah. Because you killed dirty people. Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're basically you're getting lethal. The first 10 yes. minutes of Lethal Weapon 3. Yes. Right now. You're a
2: patrolman.
3: Yeah. But, but but he's like all right you know he's explaining all of it and then the uh, the goofy white cop has to keep an eye on them and the whole time that he's explaining everything that's going to happen to them they're pulling out they're like taking the gun they put the badge down they pull the gun out of the holster and put it down and then they kind of reach into the the belt the waist you know the waist pull out a gun <laughs> and then... Breast pocket. Yeah, and then they reach in the other side and pull the holes... Like, they're pulling out guns for, like, a solid three minutes. Coffin'
0: Ed pulls, like, three guns out. Yeah. Right? He pulls one out, and then maybe, like, a minute and a half later, the chief, or the sergeant kind of, like, is like, Ed. And he pulls another one out. Meanwhile, Digger is pulling a gun out of every... Every space, yeah. he,
3: there
0: There's must be a pile. Fifteen yeah. guns in front of, yeah, like reaches in front of down digger. by his ankle and pulls <laughs> yeah. one. Out. And
3: then, well, like finally, like they're they're almost done. And the, <laughs> the chief is just like, "All right, come on." And then he turns around. <laughs> you hear a zip, and then you see him dip, rustling around for a little while. And then he pulls out this weird holster that looks almost like a sock mm-hmm. and a smaller gun. And he just kind of looks at the looks at the chief, and then slowly sets that down on the table. It's so it's good. it's so good because it's just they never overplay their hand with it until no. the very end with the whole zipper thing. But. Especially
2: because, like, when the scene is established, there are already guns on the desk. Yep. Yeah, the guns badges are there badges and, are and guns. Yeah, <laughs> so they just yep. Coffinet is talking and Gravedigger is just pulling guns out the yep. entire time, and the camera doesn't doesn't nope. zoom it.
0: It's not just plays it. Yeah. exactly how it should be. It's just yeah dead deadpan it's a
1: terrific scene but then they're just it's a scene of like they're they're being crossing guards essentially not <laughs> even not even like beat cops because I mean beat cops would still probably have a gun yes you know but like they're literally just crossing guards at this point mm-hmm. and they're of course they're standing together which is not something you would have with crossing mm-hmm. guards but yeah they, this only serves to like uh, I think it's digger ha- helps this little girl across the street with a doll and then we find out like that's how they're moving them around is like these kids are like one pushing, of the ways that they're one of the ways them. they're like yeah, yeah. this kids basically like this is what leads into the, the junkie uh, yes. yeah. scene. But
3: Painter comes by and offers to... He's like, you can be on the take. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to take this shit. Yeah. You can work for me. Okay. And and they're like, no, get the fuck out of yeah. here, you piece of shit. Yep.
1: We, we see this. The thing is, it's like, girl brings a, a doll full of heroin in. They restuff the doll with the cash and she leaves. They sell it to the junkie guy from earlier that was trying to get arrested. We That leads him into him, like, going and shooting
0: up and then stumbling around but not falling. I think this is just the establishment of heroin is back in Harlem now. Mm -hmm. Like, but
1: they, they basically like, they go
0: to the phone and call in like a domestic disturbance type mm -hmm. call. Oh, we didn't talk about the scene, the dinner scene. Did we talk about the dinner scene after this? Is it after this?
3: Yeah. The one with her. Okay. You're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, No, I mean the dinner scene with, uh, with the mafia boss.
3: Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, I guess we were talking about it earlier, but we we're out of sequence. But yeah, yeah, he that they, yeah. After that all happens and they get demoted, yeah. That's when they have the scene where they meet with the mafia guy and he keeps bringing out the, the collard greens, and collar the pick- greens and, and
0: ribs and
3: yeah, and it, then it's eventually, basically like him telling a big the watermelon. Yeah, and-
2: he tells the mafia guy, look. We we own this now. Yeah, the, we're, we're not have, negotiating. We have everything north
3: yeah. of hundred tenth. You have everything south. And We, we take stole it a, leave it.
2: a year's worth of your product, so we're good. And I sent my man to Southeast Asia to get the rest, and we've got a steady supply coming, so we don't need you. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're so, out. Yeah. yeah, and this was his plan all along was to yes, you know, not to not to like keep the white man from flooding Harlem with heroin. It's to make sure the white man isn't the one profiting off of flooding Harlem right. with heroin.
2: Black drugs for black citizens.
0: Right. Is, mm-hmm.
2: His motto, basically.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he'd been selling himself as like, oh, well, you know, we need to save ourselves from the white oppressors. And it's their fault that all these drugs are here. And, and you know, he
2: is still running the youth center where they're all painting signs saying drugs are whack and all yeah. the, you know, so he course, he's saying that's no called to dope. Exactly. And, yeah. So he's got his
1: cover watching the whole like, extended junkie sequence and the doll and all that leads to then they call in a domestic disturbance thing from a payphone yes. doing a stupid voice or whatever. He does his Jamaican accent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Grave digger. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then they're just like, all right, that should probably work. And it's right about that time the goofy lanky uh, sergeant guy who's supposed to watch over them comes up and is like all right your shift's over and then he immediately gets the call to go investigate that And he's like all right get in the car come on mm-hmm. and they get to this place and along the way or i think before they even get the car he's like you know that's an abandoned building right like that's this has got to be like a, a flop house or something like that that's mm-hmm. no, there's no well, he
3: said it's one of the it was one of their locations right. at some
1: point yeah he's like oh okay and they get over there and he's like well i can't go in there alone and they he does this whole thing where it's like he's scared to go in there basically mm. and he's like basically they convince him to give them guns and they're going to go in because you know partner system and he's like oh, i'll watch the car right and man they they like round the corner to go in the door and this place just immediately ignites and explode like a huge explosion and yeah. it's like oh they're dead yes like, i mean the way <laughs> For the yeah. sure the way we're watching it it's like <laughs> there is no way to fake this like they've <laughs> walk into the door and walked in the door and it blew up.
2: Unless they walk in the door and just straight down into flame retardant, you know, a pool of something. I don't know what their plan was, but it's the second they walk
1: in. Yeah. So we we're like, oh, well, they're dead. That's interesting. That's and what's
2: the rest of the movie? He's you to- know, he picks
1: up like their burned, you know, traffic cop hat and yeah. everything. And then it's like they're having a weird memorial service like at the police precinct.
2: Yes, because there wasn't enough of them. <laughs> yeah, there were no remains. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But so like they're all wailing and, you know, the crying and everything and like the little kid comes in and like says you know the smart kid from earlier because someone comes in and says something but then the he jo-
2: establishes the uh the scholarship the yearly scholarship right. that the the jones and johnson scholarship yes mm-hmm. that the black berets are going to give but away then
1: the, <laughs> the, the sort of the i don't know if you want to call it a payoff for the junkie sequence of him shooting up and then stumbling <laughs> is like <laughs> he comes in seeing like a modified version of uh swing, swing low, low sweet chariot. chariot yeah and just you know high off his ass and like sets the sergeant guy off crying even more by singing this and mm-hmm. then just like turns her it like drops a nickel in the little collection thing and then like walks out
0: um that junkie is just fucking choice the whole movie yeah. i yep. I really like him
1: but yeah then we're basically done with him um because then painter comes in and it's just like i you know what what happened like you know how they die and yeah, and he's like, well, "This
2: isn't a fitting memorial. Here, yeah. take this five thousand dollars, chief, and have a fitting memorial for these two heroes." And he's just like, eh, "Yeah, we take our own. We right, get out of here." Yeah. And but, man, Sergeant is just distraught. Like, I feel bad. Like, when we get to the end of this, there's no <laughs> reunion scene between yeah. them
1: because it's like you guys he, are okay. He is
2: legit upset. He
0: blames himself yes. for getting them killed.
2: Yes. Uh,
1: yeah, I
0: mean, sort of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is his fault. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. That they pretend die. <laughs>
1: yeah because i mean it's like it's not very long before we're clued in that they're not dead at all yeah um, the, well they
3: play it for a little while like they're out of the movie mm-hmm.
2: yeah
1: but yes. I, I
3: did like that their pictures at the funeral were just like the most sarcastic headshots <laughs> that if you if you, that's the only way i can describe it is <laughs> a sarcastic headshot they,
2: their their attitude and demeanor the entire time during these films is conveyed in these pictures, which is just basically like, yes, I can't believe we're fucking cops.
0: Yeah. Look, look at this shit. <laughs> and then shit. the picture's like, I can't believe we're fucking dead. Yeah. yeah. It's like, son <laughs> of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, look at half, just do a, a Google image search for Godfrey Cambridge, who mm-hmm. plays Gravedigger, and look at about half of those pictures and that's about what that yeah. picture's like. It's like, ah, mm, ah. Yeah.
1: oh, <laughs> while, while we're still assuming that they're dead, yep. I think this is where, because like the, the niece, and I know she has a name. I feel bad that we keep recalling her or that, but whatever. Princess but, Harlem. Yeah. Princess Harlem is like, basically then like, oh, you're not dumping the drugs at all. Fuck you. I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, right.
3: she says, oh, I heard, what how those cops got killed. Yeah. And, yeah, like, yeah. this is what
2: leads to the grapefruit in the face. Right, yeah. he leaves, goes down to the police precinct to do whatever right. he does to them. Yeah, he, she's being kept there by the nun who mm-hmm. has this monologue about how Vietnam made him realize who he was, and kind of implies that he and Painter had a thing that in was, Vietnam. Yeah, that was the thing that I got from that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um. So the niece is eventually like fuck you i'm out of here oh, she
1: grapefruits him in the face right
2: yeah. um, knocks him over and then takes off uh which he then jumps down the elevator shaft to get to her uh she runs out jumps in one taxi drives off and then the nun runs out jumps in another taxi and drives off so it's a taxi
1: chase mm-hmm.
2: but <laughs> yeah not really
1: mm-hmm. yeah because very clearly like immediately he starts talking and it's like it's it's digger in the the nun guy's cab doing his jamaican accent again just like i can't break the law man and you know all this stuff like you know, what down to the a island, one-way street down yeah. in the islands we do whatever we want and you know we live longer it's true look it up <laughs> and and then like he's just like can't you go faster and he's like yeah i'm not gonna break the law yeah and, and then it's so, man, eventually it's he's so just, eventually he's just like all right you know pull over and, and basically he makes him lose the other cab which is where, you know, Coffin Jones is, and he does, like, the... He had, he had a fake mustache and everything on, too, and it's like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, we, know. <laughs> we can tell. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he he rips off the fake mustache, and then, like, he gets her, like, you know, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna get you out of here. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we don't know exactly when that... where their wires crossed, because she she had still been hating them most of the movie. Right, right. yeah.
1: I don't think they were part of this. I think they were just, like... I, I don't know. I don't know if they coordinated this with her ahead of time, or if it was just, like... We'll be I, here when she wants to escape. I know the movies
2: really only weak link is how convenient this all was sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. because it never there's not like a scene where it reveals their planning stage for this at all. No. Like we never find out how this went down. It is just no. like okay, they they fake their own deaths and now they they put on fake makeup and now
1: they uh,
2: luckily ended up in this police chair or in this chase yeah. with the two principal mm. the, characters. The end,
1: the end of the movie just like skips a lot of stuff because it's like she's okay. They talk about like, you know, oh, we, we got to like, get, you know, we got to <laughs> trap them in the briar patch that, you know, kind of metaphor thing. Right. And that's like, okay, we're going to enact the final plan. And then the final plan is just like they follow painter to the, to the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Like there's the... the well, what... Oh, no, no, no. What no, no, no. happens Sorry, is, is
3: she gets angry at, or like there's just a brief scene of her going, oh, this will show him. This is where they keep all the drugs, something mm-hmm. like that. And it the short version of it is it replaced all the drugs with the explosive yeah, smoke bomb stuff.
2: Gravedigger is pretending to be blind outside of a store and the kid comes <laughs> out and <laughs> is like, hey, per- you're I know you you're you're alive and so is your partner probably and he's like, yeah, well, and they conspire and and what they've done basically is they've secretly replaced all the drugs (laughs) with Folgers crystals (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) with the he never has a second cup of heroin at home
2: (laughs) with the black beret colored (laughs) smoke so what happens is is that so the the junkie guy gets another dose and goes into the bathroom to shoot Mm. up lights it and Colored smoke explodes out of it. And this is just a montage of everyone in Harlem lighting Apparently, up their drugs. Apparently there's a lot of
3: drug use in Harlem. <laughs> yes, because it is just... Simultaneously.
2: Purses, cars, subway stations,
3: yeah. everything is just exploding right. in these colors. And they all react like Chris Farley when they replaced his crystals. <laughs> yes. And they go fucking ballistic. Yes. And they're like, I'm coming for everybody. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you sold me this shit. Because they're chasing
3: the nun. They're chasing the the bald dealer guy. Yeah. I mean, they're chasing Everyone, yeah,
2: yep. just it's it's yeah, a I'm big, sorry. it's fucking yeah. chaos, it's a junkie riot, yes. And then they the golf run club guy, y- yeah. yeah, they all run into the rec center mm-hmm.
3: where, yeah, because because the nun comes in and <laughs> and Joe joe Painter is in the middle of like selling this to the moms, he's like, oh, yes, yeah, so the kids they have a place to go to, yeah, to hide from all the drugs that are on the street.
2: And there's a priest in here, played by Philip Michael Thomas with the biggest afro i've ever seen (laughs) this was apparently his first movie he's got to be a child
1: in this yeah but it's not the biggest afro because they're one of the model ladies had uh, oh yeah on him anyway i mean okay okay,
2: sure it's ridiculous um but yeah so this just becomes this was just this stopped just short of becoming a pie fight like yeah it's just fucking chaos like, yeah, people it, are getting thrown into ping pong tables, and the guy with the monkey runs in, and the monkey runs off. Yeah, and-
3: because the nun comes in and he's like, "Job, they, they our stuff. It's blown up all over town." And he's like, "What stuff? <laughs> Who's this person? What is <laughs> What is he? What is this nun doing here?" Yeah. You know, just and yeah. But then the other dealer comes in and he's like, "Job, they're all coming for us. Right, the stuff blew up." <laughs> and 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 this just leads yeah leads to chaos. Dummy, and then it's bro. like yeah, it's like four minutes of. Benny, benny hill shenanigans
2: yes that's really it's it's gags it's yeah. just people getting thrown through things getting hit with prop chairs yeah yeah and, and it
3: just keeps going mm-hmm. and it's kind of like mm, get to the stuff we care about guys
2: yeah because we have just found out that our heroes are still alive and oh, then yeah. you take us out of that again to show us these shenanigans and it's yeah. like come on <laughs> so that's
3: that's when they follow right. joe painter to to the cemetery yeah the cemetery where because he's-
2: all the actual drugs that he stole are yeah. buried in the coffin well, in just like K- under Charleston, the, Blues. under the liner yeah. or the top. Liner. So he's checking that stash to make sure that that's mm. not tainted. The well, kid is also in there planting a bomb.
1: Yep. <laughs> and he hears him because it's like apparently it's a wind up bomb. <laughs> he's just, he's he's just, just like, winding up. up. I mean, I'm just, I guess he was setting a timer, but it sounded like he was just winding up a toy. Yeah. You know, and he's like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And I was about to murder the kid with a razor blade. And that's when they c- happen you to know, just like, yeah, hey, coffin and grave digger come in and like, nope. Yeah. A kid runs off um and then like they basically just start beating the shit out of him they're like yeah like like really you're gonna you're gonna fuck with our own people like mm-hmm. you know we expected to you know the mafia or whatever but not you and like coffin is about to murder him and and yeah. like great no. like you need to it's stop like, you can't like if a cop murders him he'll become a murderer a hero and he's like perfectly valid right. point i he's mean like, it really right. is he's like all right fine you you have you make a good point and then the kid hey. runs up. Oh no <laughs> well, no, no, no. no, what P- happens P- 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 is, P- is P- P- just, like stands up and starts to stumble out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like he's just like cause, you know at this point he's like he's in full on like oh, Charleston right. blue outfit cuz yes. mm-hmm. we we didn't even mention like there's a, there's a point where her uh, her majesty or whatever her has majesty. has a uh, a picture that she's had refinished uh, or re reprinted or whatever yeah. of Charleston Blue in front of his nineteen thirty two Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, that was another clue because she said Joe was the one who who got it right done for. And, and so they like, look at each other like hmm Yeah. So like he's like basically has his exact outfit on at this point from yeah. the picture. Um and the, like she's just outside the you know, she's about to go in the mausoleum, I guess to I I don't know if she's part of this or not, but he's stumbling out and he's like, It's me, I'm back, I'm Charleston Blue <laughs> and she's just like no, you're not. And yeah. just like she's just like you're a, just a two bit pusher. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then whips out a razor blade and right on the slices his slices neck, slices his neck right wide open. Yeah, and then he stumbles back and l- lands like perfectly on her slab because like mm. there was a second slab for yeah. her when she died. Um, and then I think somehow he like stumbles into the coffin. Like yeah, he, he ends up on the, co- he he ends, the coffin. Yeah, like he like hits her slab and then like rolls over and like lands in the coffin or something. And there's like, "You see anything? Nope. You see anything? Nope." <laughs> and then the kid's like, uh, "I I don't want to." be uh, too much of a bother but according to my watch uh, you have like four and a half seconds to get out here before that thing blows <laughs> and then, like they all kind of awkwardly run out of the mausoleum mm-hmm. dive on the ground
2: the kid right. f- does a dive first where it's like he's gonna dive behind a grave and doesn't <laughs> the get year. there. Yeah. He,
1: he, he dove too soon that kid read a lot of books i mean i'm just saying yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah it's
3: like major league when he goes for the slide yeah. into <laughs> second base Come on. he's like five feet short <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, and then it's it's again it's just one of these like smoke bomb smoke bomb explosion things. So I don't know how much damage it would have actually done. If you've been in there, it probably wouldn't be pleasant. But <laughs> probably not going to kill you. Probably would not be pleasant. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it br-
2: hopefully it fucked up those drugs.
1: Yep. Yeah, and then from there it's just like suddenly the 1932 Lincoln pulls yep, up, and her mm-hmm. Majesty gets in the car, and it just like magically drives off, and you're like, uh,
2: did, it, it, did, it,
1: was she dead? Is that <laughs> a ghost? Was Charlton <laughs> Blue was actually
2: black Ghost in there? What like, was? Uh, yeah. But yeah, basically, Coffinhead and Gravedigger just kind of look at each other. Like, yeah, oh, we're okay. cops. Okay, yeah. another day on the job. See you next time. <laughs> yeah, the movie That's just it. ends.
3: Yep. Yeah. As we get a song about Charleston Blue. Yes.
2: Yeah. About please come back and then welcome back. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a that
1: that it, that recap uh, was all over the place, that but was, it was a, a lot. A, yeah, it was a lot, and the movie you the movie goes a lot of places. You it can does. watch
2: it out of order. Really, it's. Mm-hmm. you know how it's going to end
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. all right this is the, i think the first debate does the
0: titular song "Warrant yes. or to stargrove yes no it's a title song it doesn't talk about anything that charleston blue actually does talks it's about, just like i'm charleston blue talks about, you're sorry. charleston blues come back charleston blue come back i, charleston I, I think blue. i i think i've got to be with bj on this one i
1: don't think it's a star i don't feel like it's a Stargrove because i mean it, it know, doesn't
0: describe anything that happens in the movie yeah I wish I could give it a Stargrove, but I don't think it is.
3: It's a good song. And also, I, I don't think the soundtrack for this is particularly good.
1: It's not awesome,
0: especially considering it's it produced some weird by things. Quincy Jones. Yeah. Supervised by Quincy Supervised Jones. Supervised by yeah. Quincy Jones. Sorry, well, okay. it does a lot of, like, clarinet jazz music. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's kind of weird. It's doing
2: in. 30s ragtime stuff a yeah. lot, yeah. but there is a lot of current era stuff. Mm-hmm. There was one point in that bar where I could have sworn Mr. Big Stuff was playing... And it was just like they never got to any kind of lyric. It was just a repeating, yeah. No, they, play, they
1: play the express yourself. Express yourself was a couple yeah, times. definitely earlier, and I feel yeah. like that was like a, a. They
0: played it three times. I like, feel
1: like that it. was out like some alternate version of because I'm pretty sure that was that song or right, like okay. a, a prototype that mm-hmm. the Mr. Big stuff stole the hook from. Okay, I'm saying yeah. like it, I got that too because I was like, okay. that's almost that song, but it never quite goes into it. Yeah, so it could have been like. An early version, yeah. Of it. And
3: there's one little like the music when they're doing the whole Italian blackface scene is actually pretty good, funky stuff. Oh, the like, car chase like, is just yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what you would hope to hear. Yeah, but otherwise, like not. It's not also great.
2: insanely fast. Like whoever was playing that, I yep. God rest your fingers because
3: yep. Jesus.
1: Yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, yeah it it doesn't qualify for Stargrove because it, it it is sort of recapping the story that was told, but nothing that actually happens in the movie. All right, fair enough.
3: No.
0: Okay. If there was a movie called "Here Is Charleston Blue," <laughs> yeah. you know, Charleston Wherein in actually Charleston <laughs> Blue was the main character <laughs> okay. and he was cleaning up Harlem in the 30s, then yes, right. yeah. I would give it a star Fair enough. Fair enough. I guess uh, it's agenda. on actual ratings. actual ratings. Yep.
3: I can go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go four jocks on this one. I love those two characters. I love everything they're doing. I just. Wish there was a little more cohesion with the other stuff, and that it didn't just kind of fall apart at the end into just that weird Brook scene that goes on too long, and the whole weird like junkie stumbling around like life is wonderful now that I have drugs scene, because that's kind of how it plays out.
4: Mm, yeah. But
3: it, otherwise, it was just like I, I love those two going around just being sarcastic to everybody. It's 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 great for jocks. Yep.
0: I will echo that for jocks. I would watch Coffin Ed and Gravedigger fuck around on the weekend. Or yeah. Cotton I'm sorry, I was thinking Cotton goes to Harlem. that comes to Harlem. Um or Coffin Ed and Gravedigger like are at the fair mm-hmm. or Coffin Ed and Gravedigger are trying to figure out who pays for lunch. Or Coffin Ed and Gravedigger are arguing arguing over who gets the last waffle. Coffin' Ed and Gravedigger go to watch
1: three the hard way. Y- yes. <laughs> I would, I, like, almost any Seinfeld plot just replace them. I would watch that. Oh, yeah. We can't find the car in the parking garage.
4: Yeah. Like, <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, What's with what the weird smell?
0: Coffin' Ed and Gravedigger are gosh. trying to figure out <laughs> what Coffin' Ed's <laughs> girlfriend's name is that sounds yeah. like a sex <laughs> organ. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Or coffinhead, oh Trudy, yeah. <laughs> coffinhead, and
0: Gravedigger digger, and the rye bread. Um, they would just slap the shit out of the soup Nazi. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but the close talker would be murdered. <laughs> right. the the guy read- would <laughs> put his hand in the close stalker's face and just push away. <laughs> Your oh, breath man. ain't good enough to be this close to me.
2: Now I want this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But like, exactly. Coffin and grave digger doing anything. They, I don't know where it came from, but they just, they are so confident in their characters. And so like, so in tune with each other that everything works. Their chemistry is just great. Everybody else is fighting for space in those scenes where they're to where they're on screen together. Um, the only the only thing is it gets a little weird in parts, like the end, like the like the fight at the end. Um, there are just a few things keeping it from being a four jocks movie. I don't necessarily mind the junkie scene because it's like. 90 seconds maximum and it kind of resets a little bit of a tone for what's going down in Harlem. And I, I don't think that's terrible. I think it, it, it's a little bit off tone, but yeah, it's just, I I like that. It resets a little bit of what's going on in, in the world of, of Harlem, um, for this movie, but it's just not quite there for four jocks, but it's real fucking good. Um, I, I'm, sad that there's not another and that there's not more of just these two guys hanging out
2: um i I was the only one to give cotton comes to harlem five jocks um mainly because I absolutely adore these two characters I still absolutely adore these two characters this movie's just not as good as that first one the first one had some i don't want to say like real world weight to it but it seemed like it was more. It seems like it was more outdoors in the city than this one is. A lot of this seems like yeah. it's taking place on a soundstage. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Um, well, it
3: feels like there's only a few locations. Yeah. In this movie.
2: Yeah. And that one was a lot of like, okay, now we go to the pier and talk to this mm-hmm. guy and then the pier explodes. And then now we go, you know. So I, I just think filmmaking wise, it's just a little less. But I, I really, I really adore this movie. And like everyone has said, I, I wish there had been more of these characters in something, anything. Um. so yeah
1: four jocks i can i can oh, definitely okay. give it four yeah you didn't state that before sorry yeah, yeah I, all right <laughs> yeah i can't give it five what what just out of curiosity if you have the ratings pulled up what did i give Cotton Coaster Harlem? four four yeah okay. you all gave it four and i give five all right i i will reluctantly give this movie four jocks i could almost i'm I'm saying because i can almost go five mm-hmm. but i agree here's the weird thing i actually think i like this one slightly better i i know i, I feel like the other one is a more cohesive movie I feel like this one is more of what I wanted, which was just sort of unhinged them being crazy and random explosions and stuff. Like, I (laughs) feel like the first one is like a serious movie. And then this one is like getting into like Friday the 13th sequel. It's like, it's just like, all right, well, let's just make it a little bit crazier here and a little bit crazier here. But I kind of like that.
3: And it it feels like the prototype for buddy cop movies that show up in the 80s. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I i i love this movie i mean it has problems but like i'm so close to giving it a five i just don't think i don't think it's quite there i mean i think if it stuck the ending a little bit better not that the ending's bad like i mean seeing that dude get his throat slit is pretty Pretty good pretty pretty good and Mm -hmm. you know plus he got the shit beat on him beforehand so it's Mm -hmm. like that's all well and good it's just it's like i you know i obviously kind of forgot what even led us to that i mean it's like the, the Donny Brook and all that, I was like, what happened? Why did he just suddenly end up <laughs> in the graveyard? Right? Even though you know, even though it's it's nuts, it's just like it was like you know, all I remember was like, hey, you know, we gotta catch him and then like him in the graveyard. Like all the rest of that was like just chaos. Yeah.
0: I think if they had played that Donny Brook scene or well, not just the Donny Brook scene, but if, if they had played those scenes leading up to it where like like the junkies are just beating the shit out of the dealers and then like they all march on uh on painter's house or something or or the the um rec center if they'd played that more straight yeah. and like intense yeah. i think that would have i think that would have put it over for me yeah yeah because yeah. otherwise like that there's some goofy stuff in this movie but that is by far the goofiest and just the kind of against tone of this movie and i think had they played it straight that would have made it, you know, that, w- yeah, would have been more impactful.
2: Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, though, this is the same movie that blew up a horse and carriage, and then Santa Claus, Tarzan, into the scene, and rode off
0: on that thing. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's true. I'm aware. Yeah, plus there was the the dunk shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. there's lots of goofiness in this. Yes. So, like and I if guess you that... look
2: at this movie poster, this movie poster is truth and advertising. Like all of the. Cool ass moments are on that poster. That is such a great poster. Yeah. If I could find that in good condition somewhere, I would put that on my wall. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. Yeah. So. Oh, well, that's I, magnificent. I do want to note Coffin Ed and Digger did eventually show up in another movie together. Not these, not played by them. It was in 1991, A Rage in Harlem. Oh, right. It was based right. on the other book. Right. But it was like George Wallace and uh, Stack Pierce. Hmm. played them and apparently that one like had no jokey tone in it whatsoever because wow. bill duke kind of shut that down <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so they do show up again but it sounds like it's not what they want because they're, they're billed way down the cast list as yeah well. they're
2: secondary characters and yeah well,
3: which is unfortunate
0: i'll tell you i i've read about a quarter of cotton comes to harlem i think you guys remember last year i like yep. got home and ordered the book yep um for one, that book is really difficult to read. Um, Not that it's like hard subject matter per Mm -hmm. se, but it's written. I don't want to say phonetically because that's not entirely accurate, but it's written like all the slang language is written sort of as it's spoken. It's not, it's not played very straight, I guess. Um, I'm trying to,
2: it's probably hard to pick up on the context of the slang without it actually being acted out. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's a much more, it's definitely a serious toned book. Like it's, it's, it's like a hard crime novel sort of deal. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, you know, like a cool black exploitation joint. It's, it's very much a, um, a serious book. So I assume that, uh, the book that Comeback Charleston blue is based on is also serious. And they just took the actual tone of the book for the, for a rage in What was it? A rage in Harlem. Yeah. A rage in Harlem and made it kind of true to the book. Mm-hmm. I want to get through it eventually, but it's just one of those things where I'm, it tires me out reading it yeah. because it's not a fun read. Yeah. I like the content is, is fun and interesting and it's, Linguistically interesting, it's just hard to read because it takes a lot of processing what they're trying to say in that right mm-hmm. in that book. But yeah.
1: oh well. Yeah. Well, let's take a break, shall we? Okay, don't All right. Welcome back. Hey, hey, hey second half. Banf-cast. Second
0: half. Have
1: to. So we didn't really discuss how new or whatever is your movie. Is it a new thing? I saw Bird Box. Oh, okay. Ah, Finally. New. Yeah. I, I, I
3: figured the zeitgeist had just died. Hmm. So that was that's, the best time for me to watch to it. Yeah.
1: Bird Box. You didn't want to be tempted into any challenges that were dumb or something like that? <laughs> nah, that's pretty stupid. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. I mean, that's a really well-made movie. Well-acted all that, the people I was not expecting to see in it showed up. All I knew is it had that lady that looked like MJ Mm -hmm. and that was about it. my future ex-wife. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, so I, I like, I kind of went into it blind, so to speak. Uh, 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 uh. No, but, um, (laughs) that's one of those movies that like you know the best horror movies have this underlying theme like you know you think about it follows is like sexually about sexually transmitted diseases and you know alien has the whole rape metaphor just there's all this. the best ones have a metaphor running through them and this one has so many chances to have something happening that it's like nah we're not going to do any of that we're just going to present this story as it is we're just going to we're going to tell a good story It's going to, you know, we're going to tie things together. It's going to be well acted. It's going to be well shot. It's not going to have any deeper meaning whatsoever. It's just going to be an entertaining version of the happening that doesn't suck. And that's about all it ends up being by the end of it, which is fine, I guess. But considering the whole thing that with the children that she has and just, you know, there's there's so many places they could have gone with it that they just don't. And that's what's really disappointing about it.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So it's just going to be like, yeah, it, it'll be one of those movies if you're like, oh yeah, we saw that. Yeah, we saw that bird movie. Yeah. They
1: never saw the thing, do they? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. That sucks. Just like contact. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But, but yeah, it's just, it's one of those where you could have something that people would be like, no, you got to check this out. You got to see this. But Instead, it's a you know two week Netflix flash in the pan that people just aren't going to remember anymore.
0: Yeah, I don't think it doesn't do anything special. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah. I, I, like, it. I like I like Malkovich in it.
1: Yeah, I feel like it, I feel like in the like year where a quiet place didn't come out, that would have gotten more attention and maybe stuck a little better. But to me it was like i feel like it got a lot of attention like, sure it did i'm just saying like it, mostly it, like means. he said it's it's a flash in the pan it's like you know give it another month and people will stop start forgetting what it's about even mm-hmm. you know where it, i just feel like a you've got possibly in my opinion a, a superior film in a quiet place you have similar concepts and it's like they're in the same year and it's like well this one is like feels like a real movie this, I know, wasn't connected, but it feels like a cash-in just because of the time it came out. Yeah, it's an Armageddon deep yeah. impact. Right. Well, in the yeah. book
3: for it was actually written way before. I know, so, I know, you know, I know. I was just saying, yeah. But people don't think that way. Right. I just yeah. mean,
1: it, it It feels like I had some things played against it, but whatever. Yeah. It served its purpose. It did well for Netflix.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they said 800 million people watched it.
1: That's a lot of people. Yep. it's a lot of people.
2: Yeah.
3: But also, like, Trevante Rhodes is in it, and he's like he's good in everything. I need to watch more movies with him in them because I like him in every single one I've seen so far. Even the predator, which is terrible. I like him in that movie. So,
1: hmm. and the battle angel ladies in it too. She R- is Rosa with normal size eyes. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah.
2: Anyway.
3: Yeah. That, that's just, it's a movie that has a chance to be a much better movie that for some reason they just chose not to. Hmm.
1: So, oh, well, uh, speaking of Netflix, yeah, I was know. gonna say, I mean, two of the things I'm gonna talk about are a hundred, pretty much a hundred percent Netflix, and one just happens to be on there. Um, I guess I will, I'll start with uh, I watched The Night Comes For Us. If you listened to last week's show, it was apparently second time suggested to us via an email. Mm-hmm. This time it stuck, uh, it made it through the cloud in my head, and I was like, yeah, I need to watch that. Like, this time I heard, like, it's from some of the people that made the raid, and I was like, Well that sounds like something I need to watch immediately, and so I did. And (laughs) holy shit. Like (laughs) I I have since what, twenty twelve? Is that when the raid came out? Feels like that feels so long ago. Yeah, I think it was twenty twelve. Might have been twenty thirteen. Either way, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Like I, I have been holding the raid as a gold standard for brutal fucking violent ownage movie. Like just like pure violence in a cathartic way of like dudes are going to get wrecked, possibly look like they're dying on on camera. And this movie in almost every conceivable way outraids the raid. Um well. Yeah. Uh the only thing I mean I'm not I'm not necessarily saying it's a it's a wholly better movie than the Raid. It it over the top it's like the weird thing about the Raid and the Raid too. The Raid is like a claustrophobic ass kicking in a building you know if you saw dread and you didn't see the raid you saw the same movie it's just the raid is more violent mm-hmm. um so there's like there's something about that confinedness that that makes the raid very tense and 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 thrilling and and crazy um and and easy to keep track of it the, the thing about raid too is it was like yeah fuck all that what if we're outside and we just do crazy action pieces mm-hmm. you know it's like less i mean there's still plenty of brutal hand-to-hand combat but it's like then they're doing car- crazy car chase sequences and crazy camera movement things. And it's like, it's all, it's all like the bigger, better, but not necessarily actually better thing going on with it. This is like pretty much the raid formula. I mean, not that it's like stuck in one building, but it's like, we're just doing hand- incredibly brutal hand to hand sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucking fantastic. And the, and the crazy thing is, is like, I could say that and and, you know a certain segment is like gore fans are going to be like okay I'll need to watch that but like it's deeper than that like it's it's actually shot really well and really interestingly like they they play with color schemes and things like that to set mood Um, just all kinds of like things you wouldn't expect in a movie where it's like let's stab people with every kind of object you can possibly think of in the most painful looking ways Mm. and You wouldn't think like, oh, let's also like really focus on like the lighting and Wes Anderson style, you know, (laughs) matching on either side, you know, like framing and things like that. And it's like, it's just, it's, it's incredible. And it's, I mean, it's a thing that Netflix didn't like go out and be like, make us a movie. I think it's like one of those things they acquired. Right. Um, so, you know, so it's, it's not a wholly original Netflix movie. Like most of their stuff, it's just like, Hey, no one's picking that up. We'll take it. Um, So the nice thing is like, you can watch it in super HD 4k if you have it. I mean, it looks amazing. The movie looks really, really good. Um, and I cannot recommend it enough. And I, you know, my only warning and it's like barely a warning is just like, you need to have a, a strong stomach because this movie is bloody as fuck. Mm. And like, there are people that endure things and survive that. It's like, 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 like 20% of the cast are fucking terminators you know like like some dudes will just get immediately dispatched and wrecked because they're just whatever guy but it's like your main cast are like fucking terminators it's just like jesus how are you not dead <laughs> um yeah it's it's fantastic and i cannot recommend it highly enough hmm. um so going down that road um i was talking uh, with somebody at work about that movie and they said hey have you seen this other movie same director or this other one is co-directed by um i'm not even going to try to say the name and his first name is timo I'm not going to try to say his last name. Okay. Um, but this one's called, uh, headshot and it came before, uh, the night comes for us. And I was like, that's also on Netflix. (laughs) Let me immediately go watch that too. Mm -hmm. Um, headshot is also really good. Also really violent. It's just not as polished. Um, it was, the headshot is a co-directed movie. Um, whereas they broke apart, I guess. And the one dude just went and made the night comes for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like A, he learned some stuff, or B, there was maybe some stylistic choices that were coming from the other side that were wrong. Because don't get me wrong, I think Headshot is also fantastic. And and like I would say your progression probably should be like if you haven't seen the raid, obviously see that. Then watch Headshot, then top it off when the the night comes for us. Right. Because like you're gonna see this like nice progression. Not that the raid is made by any of the same people behind the scenes, it's just actor wise, same mm-hmm. people. Um but like, there's there's a little bit too much shaky cam and wannabe James Wan kind of like let's follow the camera in weird ways as somebody falls, and it's just not it's not as polished as if they if they did that in The Night Comes for Us, it was much better done and, and mm-hmm. hidden better. There's just some sort of amateurish um, filmmaking going on in headshot at times, so it's a little distracting. But it's like. I get what you're trying to do, but you're taking me out of the moment. You know, yeah. Like, I just want to watch some dudes, at, you know, kick each other's ass. Um, <laughs> but it's arguably, you could arguably say that like the plot in headshot is more streamlined and easier to follow to, to a degree. But like, I still just think you know, night comes Rose is superior in almost every way. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I would, you know, if you've been like angry at the world and you want to watch some dudes just get wholly, brutally wrecked and owned, there's two movies, and uh, apparently there's another one that they made uh, the same directors uh, called the Killers, I believe. Yeah. Um. I don't think that one's on Netflix, but I'm going to seek that out. Then I think I'm basically doing like reverse, um, filmography here because I'm going backwards through their filmography. Mm-hmm. So I expect that one maybe to be even more rough around the edges, but we'll see. I haven't mm-hmm. got haven't gotten to that one yet. Uh, the very last thing I just wanted to quickly note. Um, if, again, I feel like I'm, I'm constantly shilling for Netflix, but it's just what I've been consuming things on lately all the good stuff
3: is right now
1: um i I watched the entirety of russian doll um which is easy to do it's eight episodes about 30 minutes each give or take so it's a very bingeable show yeah um i like that and yeah i i i almost like some shows i feel like suffer from binge watching i feel like this one is
0: basically a four-hour movie and it works really really well watching them run one right after another Um, I think Netflix stuff a lot of the time is well sculpted for that. Yeah.
1: I feel like, because I mean, this is like, usually is like cliffhanger-ish ending directly into like same scene in the next episode. So it just, you know, if you could cut out the credits and like have some sort of cut that it just like watch the whole damn thing, I feel like it would work equally as well. You know, like I feel like having the the pause between episodes is only so people will actually watch it and not go like a four hour movie. Fuck that, you know, <laughs> you know, cause I mean, <laughs> people would, they'll, they'll sit and watch eight, you know, eight episodes in a row and think nothing of it, but it's like a movie's four hours. Bleh. Yeah. Um, no, that's yeah. fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, but in a nutshell, because I don't want to, I don't want to give too much away about it. Uh, the most fascinating thing I think before I talk about any, of, anything to do with the plot is that it's produced and written by Natasha Leone and Amy Poehler, mm-hmm. which I was like, that's a really weird pairing and fascinating. Um, and then there's, there's somebody else. There's another lady who's not as well known, you know, from in front of the camera stuff. I didn't pull mm-hmm. up her name. Oh, but
2: geez. Sorry, lady. Yeah.
1: I, I think she's just more <laughs> of a writer director. It's like, you know, so I can't pop her name off the top of my head here. Yeah. Um, but like it's just that, that weird sort of pairing. I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And let's see what happens here. It, mm-hmm. It's Groundhog Day possibly meets happy death day. And then uh, I don't know, like something where uh, sliding doors almost like, I mean, it's like, it is like this whole weird thing where it's like, you know, reliving the same day, you know, kind of thing and trying to get things right. Um, But it's, but it, if that sounds generic, it like it very quickly sort of like about the point you go, is this just going to be fucking groundhog day? Like over and over, like, you know, like what is going to make this different? And just about the time you start to think that they, they throw a, a a wrench in it all and be like, yeah, here's how it's different. Hmm. Like it's, it's so perfectly timed where you're just like, I feel like I've seen too many things like this. That that's when it's like yeah, Just when you thought you had this figured out, we're, we're, we're throwing something else in the mix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought it was great. Like, I mean, it's, it's very good watch. Uh, I don't know what else. I don't want to say much more about it because it's you know a thing that could be very easily spoiled because there is so much twisty things that happen. Okay, but yeah, it's it's really good, and it's I I feel like it's very interesting um, how Natasha Leone has kind of bounced back in her career because I mean she had a lot of troubles it there was for a while, seemingly over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, she's between this and like Orange is the New Black. It's like she's kind of bounced back. Good. Pretty well. Did she have some drugs things? She did She had some, 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 like, nearly died mm, drug things. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, her heart almost exploded, I think, at one point in time. Like, homeless on the beach doing drugs. Yeah. Like... Okay. Like, like they, they, they... For tradition's sake, I think it was the very last American Pie movie, like, they basically... Propped her up. Propped her up. Yeah. Yeah, like, seriously. It was like, you've been in all of these, so we want you in this, but Jesus God. Yeah. You know, like, you're, you're late-stage Lindsay Lohan right now. hmm So which mm. yes <laughs> it's a bad stage
3: to be in. But i'm saying yeah, like no
1: it's good for her because i mean it seems like she's fairly well bounced back now i mean granted she's like in mid-30s and is like richard Dreyfus now where she seems like a 50 or 60 year old jewish woman <laughs> but you know it's like i'm just saying like it has obviously taken a toll on her because like she is not the person she once was like in slums sure. of beverly hills and things like that But right, it's like yeah. you know it's, it's interesting that it's like you know that she has managed to bounce back other than like She's now Richard Dreyfus herself. Sure. Into like, hopefully, she lives as long as Richard Dreyfus and <laughs> That's, just stays that like sixty-year-old age for forty years.
0: Uh-huh. It's so weird. She looks so much the same, yet wildly different at the same time. Yeah, yes. well, it's,
1: it's mostly yeah. her mannerisms. Like, seriously, she like she acts like a fifty-year-old Jewish woman. Like, it's, it's so like just raspy voice and like yeah. mannerisms. Like, wow. Have you watched Orange Is the New Black? Yeah, she's probably doing the same thing. I've seen. I haven't seen a lot of it, but I have seen some of it.
0: That also, exp- I mean, she's got a lot of junkie experience. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, I, I guess yeah, she's yeah. a good fit for a junkie in Orange is New Black.
1: Yeah. But no, this is a, it's a super interesting show. And I, I, I always love, um, I mean, granted, looking you know, look at who made the show. I, I like movies that feel like, yep, that's, that's actual New York. I mean, like, it's one of those things where it's like, this is so spot on. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Like, you know the the weird dynamic of like i know everyone in this block and everyone knows this block knows each other and then when a stranger comes i was like fuck you you know like, <laughs> you know just like everybody knows everybody the homeless guy across the street the bodega owner like everybody knows everybody's business and then random wall street asshole comes in they're like fuck you get out of you it's yeah. just like it's it's so new york but cool. it's good and like i said it it's it's presented as season one i mean this isn't i don't think this is a spoiler but like it's it's a thing that wraps up. It could keep going. Like, you know, It's you could do all kinds of things with the show, but it's sort of like as a Sopranos season one thing. Like, this could be done or, you know, season two could be like a whole different cast. You know, like, it's, you know, it could do that. It's just, or it could be a self-contained thing. Who knows? That's 90, 90% of Netflix things are a single season. So that's probably what they were betting on. Yeah.
2: But that Ashton Kutcher show has been on for eight seasons.
1: Sure. <laughs>
0: Of course.
2: <laughs> Him and Sam Elliott being cowboys or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it
0: probably costs like $14 I, per yeah. season to make, so. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's that's what I've watched.
2: Cool.
1: Watch The Night Comes For Us.
0: Okay. I'll do that. I watched The Office the movie. I'm
2: um, what? Huh?
0: What? Office Space. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Office movie. I don't know why it it even the the movie poster <laughs> popped up in my head, and it said "The Office" on the movie poster. <laughs> um no. Office Space is still exactly how you remember it. I've watched it within the last month, and it's weird how fucking precisely accurate to your memory that movie is.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I watched it about a year ago. It's that how
3: so few things have changed.
0: Yeah, it's that's the weird thing is it's like. All you'd have to do is throw cell phones into that movie. Kind of, I, yeah. Well, there are cell phones in that movie, I think. Well, like just
2: persistent cell phones. Yeah. yeah. Like you they just, wouldn't be looking up money laundering in a dictionary. They'd be Right. They'd be, they'd be on their phone Googling <laughs> it.
0: Yeah. Um, hey, doing, Twitter, what's money laundering? They'd be, they'd be doing it with clicker apps. <laughs> right. Yeah, yes. Exactly. exactly. There would be like five things that would change in that movie. Everything else would be exactly mm-hmm. the same.
1: Including Jennifer Aniston.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> it looks exactly the same yeah. now. Yeah. Dietrich Bader doesn't look that much different either. Yeah, Ron Limickson, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. basically looks the same, too. Yeah. yeah. Michael Bolton probably looks the same. Mm. Whatever yeah. his actual actor's name is.
3: Yeah, important. Yeah, that's one of those that, like, I still feel like once it gets out of the wish fulfillment phase of just being like, yeah, fuck work. Mm -hmm. i might show up whatever you know like once it gets out of that and starts getting into an actual plot that's when it's kind of like maybe i should just stop it and watch the first half again
0: yeah parts of it like have never been great um
2: the resolution is real bad like the the goofy contrivances that happen to make everything be okay at the end of that are kind of just like yeah, uh, but you don't care. You like no, I know, but it all, it also all the good just stuff seems has like already that, happened. You yeah, just wrap it the fuck up. That's what like, it seems like. It just seems like this movie's over. <laughs> we just have yeah. to explain what happened here. Right. That that's the thing with Mike Judge movies is that they're they're kind of real strong for eighty percent of it, and then someone is just like, mm, I don't know.
3: Well, it's like they have all the ideas. Yeah, and they're just like the plot. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, like like that's the thing. Like I I when i write i can write dialogue like crazy Mm -hmm. but i can't string any of it together to actually form a plot that does anything good (laughs) but i can have everyone spitting a billion one-liners throughout everything but
0: none of somebody write me write me a plot and i'll dialogue around
3: like i need to be a script script doctor they need to hand me this and be like this is fucking boring but the plot sounds cool hey mackie punch out the dialogue And, (laughs) and guess what i'd be in there fucking throwing haymakers at it
0: well i'm calling you for the next 48 hour do thing. it, and then we can both yell at people about not using not delivering the, we'll the lines we, yeah, properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: It would um, probably be the year that would, another year where they're like only silent films. <laughs> I'd be like fuck all of y'all. We did a silent film last year. I right? know, because <laughs> fuck them. But anyway, that, that's like what his movies feel like. Is it's like I've got all these ideas for this these scenes that all involve this thing, but then they don't know like how to. It's like uh, I guess we have to have a, a first act, a second act, and a third act, maybe. Maybe we should they didn't really this. need a
0: third act in Office because, like,
3: Idiocracy. I couldn't even tell you Idiocracy ends. I don't even remember what fucking happens by the end of that
0: movie. The <laughs> smartest man becomes the president, and they give the plants water. Is so that he, what happened? He, yeah. he gave it water, and they were just about to murder him in the in the dome, and then
1: the camera cut over to the plants growing thanks to what's his nuts, Dak yeah. Shepard. Yeah, and then so they spared him, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah now you're the president," <laughs> and he was doing a Bill Clinton thing, like.
2: That movie is weird in terms of its structure. Like that movie feels like a four-hour movie that they just had a narrator come in and talk over a lot of scenes in that movie. The Idiocracy is weird, and as far as production, I I think I, it's fucking hilarious. I oh love yeah, it, well I mean but, it
3: took like a year and a half to come out. Yeah, because I remember like reading I think want to say it was Entertainment Weekly's like summer movie preview mm-hmm. for twenty fifteen mm-hmm. uh, when it was called not the dawn of man it was the twilight of man i think was the original name and they had that like right after star wars episode three and i was like oh well mike judge okay Mm -hmm. yeah that sounds pretty cool and then it never came out yeah like it didn't come out until like a year and a half later on fucking vhs or something in 2006 because like no nobody should see this yeah
1: so weird oh it's also fox so that was that was in prime time oh there's a sci-fi tinge to this fuck it i mean, i'm kidding like i'm not kidding it's like that was fox Whoever there fucking hated sci-fi yeah if it wasn't the x-files i could fuck off actually no that was even that was pre. The, yeah that, was that even guy would have canceled that. If, if the x-files wasn't a fucking juggernaut by the time he yeah mm-hmm. that's true
4: mm-hmm.
3: yeah
1: it's weird but
3: yeah office space is all right
2: mm-hmm. i'm glad it it got out of the whole insufferable public general public bullshit that surrounded that but just like when Where the public latched onto yeah. it and was quoting it it's just like a lot of movies don't survive that like Austin Powers doesn't survive that mm-hmm. I think office space has emerged out of that like like idiots in your office have stopped doing that shit all the because time because
0: they've moved on to like South Park or whatever yeah. or anything else
2: and now you can go back and wrap well, your arms yeah, around
3: now. office space and go to everyone mine again <laughs> everyone just line, does lines from the office yeah,
0: yeah. But, the office took over yeah. for the o- Thank for you. office space office.
3: <laughs> but nobody does British office
0: no no that's because it's the inferior
3: nobody's one. like there's been a rape upstairs you know nobody
0: does any of that stuff <laughs> yeah
2: it's a shame well, yeah. the first man to wake up at the
0: crack of dawn <laughs>
1: that
0: was the first line that that sold me on british office when he's <laughs> introducing everyone
2: but also there were only six episodes over the course of five years so <laughs> <Yeah>. no one <laughs> remembers no <they're, laughs>
0: i tried to get into british the office a few years ago like man the first for one um What's his name? It's, like, people who act like the cringe factor in
3: the American office yeah. is bad, like, have never seen the British no, office. Ricky Gervais David, is just... Yeah, yeah, David just Brent
1: is just... Super cringe. God, the uh. worst. I still haven't watched the David Brent music thing. I haven't either. I, oh right, I, I'm kind of scared too because I, I feel getting like, Well, I feel like the Christmas special just wrapped, put such a nice yeah, bow on that. It and really I was like, did. I was like, no, we're done with that. Like, forever. where
3: it, where it even made you be like, all right, he's in a better place. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, there there was something <laughs> yeah, about they, they murdered him. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they did. <laughs> no, they did not. Yeah. But but I still like. I, I
1: feel like if I if I'd done it backwards, I might have had that trouble too. But I I watched the entirety of British Office before American Office started, so. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I I tried to watch it the first time before I'd watched The American Office, but it was still like it put me too far over in the in the cringe zone, and I just like, oh no, I can't watch. Yeah, this I probably to people.
3: I, I probably wouldn't be able to watch it nowadays yeah. because I watched it, you know, like right after everything had wrapped up. Mm-hmm. I think like like you know whatever it was, two thousand two, two thousand three, and. Like I could handle cringe comedy then, where I like it does nothing for me now. Yeah, like like it, it it actively makes me just go like, no, I I I need to stop watching this. Like like it gives me unpleasant anxiety
1: feelings that I don't like. I, if there's one thing I feel like Ricky Gervais did better than um, Steve Carell was the pause, look at the camera, and like finger guns. Like that was funny, right? Like he fucking nailed yes. that so many so well. Just like the- ah. And he still
3: has my favorite scene when they're talking about redundancies, and he just goes around the room and he goes, you're not going to lose your job. You're not going to lose your job. Points at one guy and kind of pauses for a second, skips him, and then goes, you're not going to lose your job to the next person. (laughs) So fucking good. But anyway, we're off topic. We
0: are. Somewhat. It happens every once in a while. Yeah. You're welcome. Internet, The internet likes it. Yeah. So- if someone wanted to email us a topic for the second half... Well, they could email bmf at com. What if they
3: wanted to call it in and say, hey, I was thinking about this topic. What's you guys' opinion?
0: Well, sitting on the train, they would pick up their phone and dial 9105 jocks bmf or nine one zero five five six nine two six three. Nice. Mackie, if somebody wanted to donate an ungodly sum of money monthly to us, where would they go? They would go to patreon.com slash bmfcast. If somebody wanted to donate a modest sum of money to us monthly, where would they go?
3: They would go to patreon.com slash bmfcast.
0: Yeah. I,
1: would, I would amend that first part. If they're going to do the ungodly sum, I will give them my address and yeah. not have
0: Patreon take a giant cut out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Patreon's taken, you know, sure. like $120 million in VC, so they need all the help they can get. Okay. So do we. Those poor, 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 poor people at Patreon. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: They need all that money to send you annoying emails every month about bullshit that you can never participate (laughs) in.
0: Hey, this is Taryn from Patreon. Yeah. You can't participate in this. Why don't you fly out
2: to Maui for Patreon? You know, and it's just like, I can't afford that shit.
0: (laughs) Right. Five fucking (laughs) minutes. Does that actually exist? There's a Patreon con. Oh, oh, no.
2: (laughs) It's called Patreon. It's a
0: horrible thing. We could afford to, like, drive to Fernandina to sit in a hotel for 25 minutes for a
2: seminar for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise but, we're fucking
0: what, busy and broke
2: yeah but you know what the seminar is going to tell you be more
0: popular yeah mm-hmm.
3: guess how you get more patreon subscribers mm-hmm. be more popular be more popular
0: right if you want us to be more popular I would like you to spread the word of the Bamfcast. you should proselytize about us tell your neighbors tell your friends it's actually one of the better ways that we, that we yeah. do also that we tell your Twitter followers up your butt? No. that's prostatelitize oh okay mm-hmm. so yeah. just clear
1: making, making sure don't do that
0: all right but yeah, tell your tell your Twitter followers and shit. Um, yeah, yeah. Seriously though, word of mouth is is one of the better ways that things li- like iTunes is never going to feature us. Uh, Facebook hates everything. Twitter is dying. Mm. Um, so is everything else. But.
3: So just tell a friend.
0: Yeah. Tell a friend. Just pull them aside
3: and be like, I really need to talk to you. It's so, not a bad thing. Just like behave, you even. just need to subscribe to the, that, the hey, podcast.
0: Let me, hey, let me see your phone real quick.
1: And then just <laughs> so, add send us. an owl yeah. or a raven or mm-hmm. any mm-hmm.
0: avian creature to tell your friends. Just take their phone, add us to mm-hmm. their podcast yep. reader. Right.
3: Oh, and uh, as was mentioned in the chat by Bill, mm-hmm. yeah. if you want to support us along with Good Causes, mm-hmm. go to our eBay page
2: yes L- just go to the bmfcast.com the link yeah, is there yeah
3: the link is there because yeah, like, yeah it doesn't really support us just other yeah yeah clearing, wait, clearing what, out shelf space. basically yeah what the movies we have dvds and blu-rays for we mm-hmm. put up for auction mm-hmm. and the proceeds who is the proceeds donated the to national center for right missing now? and exploited children
1: okay yes so yes 100 percent. we make sure children go missing and are exploited nope that is <laughs> no, not what we do it's we the, are preventing it it is oh, the opposite yeah. of we it. are saving children Oh, yep. I've been celebrating World AIDS Day all wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, literally all the profits go to good things, unlike Harlow, who is a bad thing.
0: Thank you. Harlow, he's a bad thing. <laughs> BMFcast.com, uh, Twitter.com slash BMFcast, all those things. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Are we done? Is that it? I was trying to think of a Brexit joke. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. Let's. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is BAMFcast out. See you next week.